We and each of us covenant and promise that we will not reveal any of the secrets of this, the first token of the Alana priesthood, with its accompanying name, sign, or penalty. Should we do so, we agree that our throats be cut from ear to ear and our tongues torn out by their roots. Search, ponder, pray. Is this the place? Good afternoon, brothers and sisters. This is uh, Bobby, and here with me is Kendra. Hello, Hi. Kendra. How are you, friend? I'm good. How are you? It's been a day. It's been a week. It's been, yeah, a lot of things. And this episode is going to be good but difficult. Yeah. Like, I've been kind of dreading it, but I'm also glad we're doing it, and I think it needs to be done. Right. Um, Should we do our first things first? Like, um... Hello, today is the 20th anniversary of 9-11? Yeah, today is the 20th anniversary of 9-11. Um, what are your thoughts on that? We were in 8th grade. 8th grade. Um, just want to be uh, as grateful as I can, I guess, uh, that we are... I, I, I don't fucking know what to say, honestly. <laughs> Um, I'm just going to give my memories. Um, cool. I, Jake and I both called out of school that day. We were both sick. Um, and my mom came down and was like, come upstairs. Something's happening. And so I was in eighth grade. Jake was in ninth grade. Mm. Um, my mom had a big box of peaches cause it's peach season. Yeah. <laughs> and we just sat for like the first four hours and just watched the coverage. Wow. And I remember watching the second tower going in. I remember like not really knowing how to like wrap my mind around it. Mm -hmm. And then we decided after lunch to go back to school just to kind of see what everybody else was doing and thinking. But at that point they had decided at lunch that everybody's going to go home. No, that everyone was going to go back to normal and just kind of have a normal rest of the school day. What? Yeah. Because in our middle school, we went for like four hours of just like rotating teachers and watching TV. And then they were like, okay, after lunch, you can go home. You can Wait. stay for lunch if you want, but you can go home. Were you at our, uh, I was at South Severe. Red Hills? Yeah. And I was at South Severe oh, until okay. that January. And then okay. that's when I transferred to Red Hills. Yeah. So they, um, we stayed for the whole day and then the second half was just normal. Hmm. But I mean, that obviously, I mean, Hindsight being 2020 is interesting. Right. I believe that I was all for the war. I was all for the retaliation. I was all for, you know, make Afghanistan a crater, <laughs> you know. Sure. But Which, we were also 13. We didn't know anything. Well, and indoctrinated in a small town with this patriotism, you know. Yes. Yes. And then I think about here we are 20 years later. My brother just got back from his second tour. And he, again, it was in ninth grade. Mm-hmm. Um so many people we know have gone and fought so many people we know have ptsd we've lost people whether it's from actual you know combat or ptsd yeah um so and then knowing what i know now with like the dick cheney and like the industrial the the military industrial complex and just Mm -hmm. how it seems to be like a money thing and how we're not going to ever kill anyone yeah with these fight the like with violence Right. I'm so anti the war. It's not even funny. Um, the I remember all of those things like being in school and watching it and mm-hmm. not really understanding the gravity of what has what happened. 
Um, because it's really impossible to imagine large numbers of people dying. And um, Well, not Americans. I, Americans. It's hard to right, imagine Americans right. at that point, I feel. Because it was like we knew wars were happening all over the world, but this doesn't happen at home. Right. But also it's like... It's it's a thing where you just can't imagine that many people. It's like that's like our whole town. You know what I mean? Right. But um, also um, a couple of years ago, I think it was like right before I had Halo, we went to New York City, me and my friend Kelly, and um, we took an Uber. And the Uber guy was talking about still about 9-11 and saying, well, where, you, where are you going to go? And I was like, well, we don't want to do all the touristy things. And he said, go to well, one thing, zero, though. one thing you should do is go to Ground Zero. Mm-hmm. And like, and the, the reverence in his voice, it sounds like, it sounds like they still remember. And also like, what a fucking tragedy to happen to your yeah, hometown. That was such a, tra- well, I think, and let's be honest too. New York was in shambles before that. There was so much like hatred and stuff. Mm. Maybe 9-11 was good for the morale of New York. Horrible thing to say. Sure. But New York does have the, like, it is like they built back together. Yeah. So they have like their war buddies now, like everyone in New York's war buddies. They all survived it. Yeah. yeah. And everybody lost somebody, you know, or yeah. like had mm-hmm. everybody was affected. That's well, like Pete Davidson's dad died in it. Right. And he was a firefighter. <laughs> I watched King of Staten Island and I loved it. Uh-huh. I thought, but, I mean, I, I didn't like it in the moment, but I thought about it for a really long time yeah. afterwards. So I Which was is, like, I think it's, I think that's the point. It's a good yeah. movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, strange that it's 20 years and. And and Gen Z is like Gen Z is like millennials will not shut up about nine eleven. We're like, that's our whole life, man. (laughs) Like, it sparked something, and like the first wave, one of the first units to go over, it was a two twenty second, and that's Utah. That's Utah. Yep, artillery. That's that's our boys. Yep, and like my brothers, both my brothers are vets. Um, Luckily, Zach got a medical discharge before he had to go over, but Jake has gone over twice, (laughs) and yeah. You know, he's his livelihood and everything is based off being in the military and he's a pilot. He likes it. But I also think about like. I what just they know, all could I, have got done if it wasn't over there, if it well, was here. And then it also like they played on our patriotism. They played on our hardship yep. and they got so many people so to many sign boys. up. Yep. And girls, too. Yep. Yep. Like Miracle's still in the Air Force. Get it good on you. Air oh, Miracle. yeah. She's a bad bitch. My my high my high school bestie Erin was um in the military too. Like well, so Cassidy, Josie, she she was yeah. uh, she was in the she was in yeah. the, she's a vet too. Um, Jesus, like but like I I seriously like it's like every third person, especially like in Pangoich, like every third mm-hmm. person joined the military. Mm-hmm. In Richfield, pretty similar numbers, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, whether they did it in high school or, you know, I just. I'm just really grateful for them and their sacrifice, but I'm so angry that mm-hmm. they were sacrificed, sacri- sacrificial lambs for what? For, for what? For what? Yep. Well, that's our um, <laughs> segment on 9-11. Um, we just wanted to mention it and give it its due, due. reverence um, yeah. or just uh, mention because it would be kind of dicks to not. And yeah, then, I'm sure there's a lot of podcasts out there doing like special things for it. Oh we yeah, you're gonna get it all it. day. Well, yeah, we talked about it, but I was like, I don't feel like I'm prepared enough, and I don't, I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe we'll dive into 9/11. I, but if we do, we're gonna have to also dive into the conspiracy theories and stuff yep. too. Yeah, so. So. <laughs> this is not the show that's today, but we did no. want to tip our hat to uh, a fucked up situation. Yeah, that we'd never seen on our own soil before. So right. since Pearl uh, Harbor. Anything else on our on our list of top of the hour? 
So, um, you guys, if you guys are caught up, you know about this counselor that we, Kendra and I both had, um, the Mormon counselor. Mm -hmm. And it really, like, my sister has messaged me and she's worked up about it. But what I wasn't expecting, I don't think either one of us were expecting, is how many people, and I'm not saying it's like a thousand people, but there have been several people who reach out and say, is it this guy? Because he did the same exact thing to me. Yep. Yep. And... I'm so angry. I feel helpless. It kind of feels like it's happening all over again sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And it's also like, what, like how, I'm sure he's retired by now, but like, how do we stop this from happening? Right. Because this, this gal messaged me and said, is the person you're talking about this? Mm -hmm. And it is. And if you know who it is, you know who it is. Right. Um, He did the same thing to me too. Told my mom what was going on. I feel like he may even talk to his son about some things I was going through too, because his son would ask me about things months later. I lied to the counselor all the time. And he also tried to have his son like not be my friend, same Mm -hmm. as your brother. So I've been on that side of that too. Um, So it's just, it's just as sucky because how many people, (laughs) if it's just like the, the quite a few people that are, coming They're listening forward to, this to po- us I mean, like yeah like we're it's a it's whole not, community not, of people yeah it's not like we have like a million listeners yet no we but we do have like you know but like people are like we've the number we've had mm-hmm. come that's out like a sample size of like yeah that's significant and it's like and those are the only people reaching out i'm sure there's people who are heard it and they're like huh i wonder you know i mean like, who aren't talking how, who aren't reaching out to us so right i don't know i just kind of want to pose the question to you to the listeners what's this what's the solution what's the answer to this problem here like what do we right. do like, do because we write this man a letter and say, hey, just so you know, you fucked up a whole generation of kids right. who, like, really needed your help? Does he need that? Was he doing his best? Like, I don't know. It seems like he was not doing his best. If that was his best, he needs right. to step it up. He shouldn't have been in that position. I have some juice about it. What? My grandma was talking to me. Mm-hmm. And she said that his wife was talking to their neighbor. Mm-hmm. This is the goss. Uh, <laughs> and they were like... So this wife said, you know, we've been thinking about moving to Richfield because I just think that they're not using my husband to his full potential. Meaning meaning that he wasn't called to any position yet. And when he got the position of bishop, Mm -hmm. um, he's been a reigning terror. He, he, um, without any notice to like any of the people in Mm -hmm. just switched up a bunch of callings and like really hurt a bunch of people. They didn't know that they were released until the Sunday that they came back to church and they were like, they were calling in a new presidency of things. And so like, he just, he just sucks. I I feel like he just wants to wield the sword and show his influence and because he's obviously not able to keep client patient uh confidentiality Mm -hmm. and he's now getting the juice on everybody's confessions right and he's now heading a ward council leadership of people feeding him the town gossip Mm -hmm. i just feel like he's in such a dangerous position um at the same time loving it right right like maybe he's a tyrant. Maybe he maybe he's an actual tyrant. Because if somebody like that wants to be in leadership 
noticed, seen, like... People who want to be in leadership shouldn't be in leadership. <laughs> no. I feel like we all should go to, like... I mean, um, somebody went to the stake president for their Temple Recommend interview. Uh-huh. And um, in the Temple Recommend interview, they ask if you support your local leaders, like your bishop. And my grandma said, they don't ask that question. They didn't ask that question for the for that award. Oh for I wonder. I told her I wonder if it's because they've received so many complaints about the specific bishop, or um, they already know, right? And so they don't need to hear another thing. But I mean, how do you? I mean, what can the members do? I mean, I don't people know. people are buying into his facade for sure. Well, right. And is he still practicing? Is he still a practicing counselor or whatever? I don't know. I don't know. Because Should I like, Google him? I don't know. I don't, I just, I don't know what the solution is. I really just don't know what the solution is. Part of me thinks that if we wrote him a letter that said, you affected all of our lives negatively, he'd kind of get off on that. Right. You know what I mean? So it's just like, do we just let it go? I've, I've for sure heard that he's really into de- degradation. So maybe well, he will get off on that. That's a huge abuse of power and he should be ashamed of himself and, if he's listening to this and he knows who he is, you should be ashamed of yourself. We could all go on his um, health grades and leave a review. <laughs> There's only four ratings. There's one one-star rating and three five-star ratings. So let's see. <laughs> Isn't that technically doxing? I don't ever want to dox anyone on this podcast. No, it's not doxing. You'll know if, I mean, people who have seen him and who know who he is right. should go rate him on a public platform i think okay maybe that's the solution all right send me the link (laughs) okay i will um do we have any top of the hour stuff that's it i think that is all of our like repentance that we need to do okay so we're just gonna do a quick trigger warning this episode is about rape culture um rape culture is something that's huge in this in most religious communities i feel Mm. um i think just in every community I want to start talking about it more regularly because I think that's the solution to making it not part of our culture anymore. Mm-hmm. So let's just dive right into it, girl. What does okay. rape mean to you? A violation of um, consent. Yeah. A violation of um, girl, I should have been prepared um it just is like uh, my i wrote i wrote rape is abuse dressed like up like sex yeah i hate that the motions are the same as a good thing um rapists are in it for the power yes rape to me is an awful and violating play for power Mm -hmm. i also think there's a huge difference between a learning experience and a pattern which we will get into Hmm, okay i think there's times when you're learning as a youth or whatever and you have you go too far which again we'll talk about it sure i don't think that makes you a rapist (laughs) um i think it's something that needs to be like addressed honestly yeah you're you're right it's consent and consent is is communication right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. going against somebody's um verbal or non-verbal signals Mm -hmm. that they do not want to proceed further so what does rape culture mean to you Rape culture means that no matter the way as a woman, I dress, talk, act in public, 
people are going to assume based on my actions or my makeup that I'm either asking for it or not. Right. Uh, rape culture to me is that Texas was able to pass a law where it's a bigger crime oh to God. abort a pregnancy by uh, the, that was caused by a rape than to actually rape someone. Um, it, like what rape culture is constantly being objectified. Yeah. Um, rape culture is how little actual rapes are not reported. Yes. Telling because me that they can't do anything about it. Telling me that we have a culture where a person who was raped is shamed enough that they keep that atrocity a secret. Yes. Yes. Yes, um, because <laughs> people, the people know, yeah. <laughs> I took yep. two Xanax the, before, so. The trigger uh. warning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try and play this one mellow. Last one we did wasn't me mellow. I was yelling the whole time. Um, honestly, people um, are not believed. People who are raped are not believed. And if they uh, do report it, it's not taken seriously. There's no actions against anybody. And like. It's, it's come to be where you have to kind of prove that something happened over your word or else people don't act on it. Well, then there's also like these um, relationship rapes, right? Like yes. I, have a, I have a friend and she's in her, she's 60. Um, she broke up with her boyfriend last year and she was going over to get some shit and he raped her. And I was like, he like anally raped her. And I oh was like, God. did you call the cops and she's like bobby what 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 are they what are they gonna say oh my god a 60 year old woman said that to me oh my god what are they gonna say they're gonna say oh you're just a woman scorned yeah oh you're <laughs> mad so you're gonna try to get back at your boyfriend yeah your ex-boyfriend you guys broke up you want to cause him problems which by the or, way this sh this shit does happen yeah there are or faults, it's breakup sex it yeah. doesn't count or some shit oh, or like god, that's so sad yeah and it's just like her reality because i was like I, I even knew when I was asking her, did you call the cops? What the answer was, you know what I right. mean? Right. But she's just like, she just like <laughs> shrugged and laughed. She's like, what am I, what? And I'm like, okay, I guess, <laughs> you know, um, so let's talk about victims of rape. Oh God. Okay. I don't know if it's because of the culture we live in, the community, what I know so many people who have been raped or sexually assaulted yes. both male and female you know it is constantly happening and it's fucking people up i heard a quote today that says everybody knows a rapist no everybody seems to know a rape victim but nobody knows the rapists mm -hmm. and like this is a situation where this person is like trying to tell the people in her friends list like hey some of you are connected to my rapist mm -hmm. and um i don't feel comfortable outing him right here but if you want to like message me and ask me if you are connected i will say yes or no so it's just like <sighs> um i don't know it just felt very poignant that like I know, I know a lot of people who have been victims of rape and I still don't know any of their, like most of their rapists. That's well, unfortunately for me, I do know, um, rapists at large. They're mm. the good old boys in small towns. Mm. No, nothing's ever going to fucking happen to them. Mm -hmm. They're fucking predators, mm -hmm. but because of their last name or because it's like, Oh, I've known him my whole life. Nothing's right. happening. Right. You know what I mean? I know, I know these men, <laughs> you know, 
Right. Um, I also know predatory women too, that it's just like, whoa, wow, chill it out. But victims of rape, when you rape someone, you're kind of ruining a very fun activity for them for a time, if not forever. And there's fear. There's like, they change drastically. They, you know, they get so such self depleted. And, you know, sometimes a lot, suicide is one of yeah. the ultimate, you know. It is um, severely psychologically and physiologically damaging. Um, there's a book, everybody's going to mention it, um, called The Body Keeps the Score. Mm-hmm. And um, I was sexually abused as a toddler. Right. And um, I went to therapy, not realizing that. I mean, I wanted to like stop talking about that child abuse that I had had with all my friends and kind of like shitting on all of them mm-hmm. with a shitty story right. and not knowing how to process it properly. Um, and my therapist, Olivia, thank you, Olivia. She now lives in Arizona. Thanks, um, Olivia. <laughs> she was like, um, cause you know, the, the therapist I had before mm-hmm. was really shitty. She was like my mom. And she like cradled me into loving therapy again. Cause she was mm-hmm. just so amazing. She listened so well. She told me she's like, cause I've told her like, I have a hard time having sex. Like, mm-hmm. and especially like, I didn't remember. Yeah. yeah. I didn't remember that the abuse, I remember what happened after the abuse and going through all of these things and um and i just have a really hard time having sex and she says you know your mind not may not remember but the body keeps the score Mm. the body has Mm. been triggered and um even if you don't remember or know why it's reacting the way it is it does It, it does yeah that's actually wow yep because I have been in those situations where I'm like so ready to go and then I'm there and my body has a reaction. Yeah. Where it's like, nope, can't do this, can't do it. Uh uh-uh, uh uh uh. And it's like. <laughs> I have to stop. I'm really okay. fucking mad that something that. I'm sure a lot of rape victims and victims of sexual abuse feel this way, but I'm really fucking sad that something that I'm supposed to be enjoying mm-hmm. is completely fucking ruined for me. And it wasn't even my fault. Right. And it's like, like I had the thing with my dad and then I've had, you know, we'll get, we'll go over. I've had some sketchy situations. I mean, I'm a woman. We all have, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But that is, it is such a, like, my dad didn't even full on molest me. He just tried. And so, like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, it, it's, it's, it sucks when you're in a sexual situation and you're thinking about your dad. Yeah. Like, your, your brain goes back to that memory. <laughs> you know? Like, I hate that. Yeah. And it, like, makes you feel icky. And I don't think it's fair to your partner. Mm-mm. And if your partner's like receptive to signals and stuff, they're going to push back and be like, okay, you're not into this. I'm going to step back. Right. Cause like, there's been so many times where I'm just like, um, I'm ready to go. I'm like, maybe even in the middle of something and I mm-hmm. just freeze up mm-hmm. and I'm like, and I'm like 
um he's like this is <laughs> like, not gonna end in orgasm okay i'm just uh, gonna... yeah yeah and it's not fair well you know? and like i can't tell you how many times i've been like ripping and raring to go with a guy and then something in my brain will just snap mm-hmm. and i'll hurry and get dressed and leave and, he'll, and he's sitting there like what the fuck just happened you know what i mean and it's like, it's not you. And I've told a story too with Phil, how I was going over to hook up with him in the morning and I had to do sh- like a p- few shots. And he's like, is that vodka? Are you drinking right now? It's seven o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, it's not you. But he's like, do you have to drink to be with me? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I have to, <laughs> I have to, I have to, to be, be here <laughs> with everyone. Yeah. And it's like, um, very rare that I'll have a sober sexual interaction. Like very, very rare. Which I hate, but it's like, I'm trying to work through this shit, <laughs> but I know that I'm going to fucking hit that wall and clam up and I hate the way that I feel after. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like, and I just feel like this is something we're all happy. We're all dealing with right now too. Yeah. And then I also want to go into, um, victims of false accusations of rape. And I'm going to tell you, I mean, obviously getting raped is worse than being falsely accused of rape. But that doesn't mean yes. there aren't victims there. Yeah. I have seen this a lot in my life. And it can also totally destroy a person. Because who the fuck wants to be a rapist? You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> the idea of violating someone like that makes me ill. Mm-hmm. So when you get accused of rape in what you thought was a totally consensual situation, it fucking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it ruins a very fun activity for a time, if not forever. I have actually been accused of being rapey one time. I will tell this story. I'm not, you know, an innocent party here. Okay. Um, I was a virgin and I was in Maryland and this guy from Utah was in Maryland for my birthday, the week of my birthday. We were talking all day. We talked all night long. Like I thought we were falling in love. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we hung out. The whole week he was there, we, like, went to the Orioles game. We drank every night. I slept over. Like, we cuddled. Like, we mm-hmm. were holding hands and stuff. And then the, it was his last night there. We were both shit can hammered. We made out. I gave him, like, a very sad hand job. He asked if he could do anything in return, which was, and I said, yeah, you must, like, eat out my ear because it's all my period. So, just, mm-hmm. like, just, like, you know, the ear thing. Mm-hmm. He did that. And then, like, he seemed fine and we were like walking around holding hands and stuff but when his crew like his work crew would pull up he'd like pull pull his hand out of my hand Mm -hmm. and then like a week later one of our mutual friends was like hey i talked to our friend and he said you kind of were really aggressive Mm. and i was like fuck Mm -hmm. and it's like maybe it's because i wanted it so bad i didn't see the signs Mm -hmm. maybe there weren't any (laughs) you know right maybe it was one of those instances where he's like i hooked up with bobby and i'm embarrassed Mm. Um, but like, I don't ever, ever, ever want to be that person. So when I heard that, I immediately yeah. was like, "A, I'm going to give him my his space because yeah. it's not going to solve it by like <laughs> right, rushing right. over." And, yeah, right. He and I have never talked about it since we've done um we've done a comedy show together. Um, I'm still friends with our mutual friend, and. I'm just like, it's his birthday today, by the way, oh. <laughs> our mutual oh. friend's birthday. Um, oh. But I remember how that felt. And again, I don't, 
I'm the type of person that says, if someone says, hey, you were rapey, I'm going to be like, I'm going to take your word for it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do better. Yeah. Because it's not how, my opinion. He was there. He felt, right. he felt like I took something too far. Yes. That's the point. Not how I feel about it. It's how he feels about it. Right. So that freaked me out. I was already so behind anyways mm-hmm. because I was a 22-year-old virgin Mormon girl who's, you know, <laughs> been sexually abused growing up and stuff. Right. So it's like it made me pump the brakes even more, which is hard, too, because you're, th- you're getting older and you should know better. But you're hesitant because you don't want to go too far. Mm-hmm. And it's just like this whole entire thing. And honestly, like, I don't know. I don't know if I was actually any way or if he, again, was just like, oh, I hooked up with Bobby. She was super sure. aggressive. Da, 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 da. And then I don't know if our mutual friend was just trying to shame me. I don't know what the whole entire thing was. But sure. again, what I heard is what I heard that yeah. I was aggressive. And that bothers me. And I have taken inventory of that. And I'm. It's changed the way that you approach mm-hmm. sexual encounters and Forever. consent. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. Because it's like, I thought we were both there. And then after, like, after I gave him the hand job, he's like, what can I do for you? Like, but again, I've also been in those weird situations where you're like, <sighs> you know, but I, I just like, I don't, I'm very confused by the whole situation myself, but I'm Braxton. If you hear this, I'm sorry that I did that to you. Like I, I mean, I feel like there's a difference between taking things too far and going out and wanting to rape someone. Right. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm also feel like I'm sitting here making excuses for myself. But I'm trying to, I, this is 10 years later, and I'm still trying to wrap my mind around this situation. You know sure. what I mean? So, there's that. <laughs> and we need then, it. yeah. But, like, this, uh, like, I, I just, I don't know. What are your thoughts about it? I just think, like, I think it sucks that there are false accusations of rape. Period. Like, I don't, I don't think. I mean, his experience was his experience. Absolutely. Right? Like, I don't want to. I don't want to say no. You weren't. Right. No. I no. I wasn't too aggressive. It's like you. You tell me, dude. Was I too aggressive? Okay. I'm sorry. And maybe he. Maybe what he. I mean, through the grapevine, maybe the message was, perhaps. Um, perhaps he's not into the um, woman take charge thing, but perhaps um, the aggression was scary, and so people. Maybe, maybe that's what he was trying to say, but. Well, I was, I mean, but that's what we were laying in his bed, like cuddling and making out. Mm-hmm. Did he like open his pants? Yeah. I feel like <laughs> fucking sexual encounters are confusing as hell Fuck, anyway. Because yeah. I gave a handy once that I <laughs> did not want to give. Right. And then there was. Like, he took off his pants. Okay, he took off his own pants. Yeah. Like, I, he was naked. I wasn't. Hmm. Maybe he felt guilty. Well, I have no I, idea. I did write him, like, a love letter after that, that I was like, I'm so into you and stuff. And, like, he was, like, he was kind of a fuck boy. And I'm, like, you know, hmm. I was going through my, this is pre, like, when we just had our Tommy Simbaza thing. This is back when I thought that I was, like, the most hideous creature on the planet. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't quiet about it. And I was doing the self-deprecating jokes. I'm sure I was just like a turn off. He was probably like, he was probably excited to meet me. And then I just made it about how gross I was the whole week. 
you know, mm. that's totally. And then at the end of it, because our mutual friend is actually a Richfield boy <laughs> who um, is 10 years older than me. And I think he might have thought that he was going to get in trouble when I when this person had inevitably found out that this guy and I hooked up. I so see. I don't know if he was trying to do damage control either. Oh. But, like, this guy and I are still very close. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know. But I also I think know. that, like, because this guy, our mutual friend and I are close, and he's like, hey, I heard you got a little aggressive with Braxton. Like, please don't. Like, what? Like, what the mm-hmm. hell? I don't know if he was busting my balls or if he was doing me a big brother solid pulling me aside and being like, yo, Bob, don't be like that. You know what sure, I mean? Sure, sure. So interesting. I don't know. <laughs> it's something that I still think about. It's something that I was in a shame spiral for, for like a year and a half after it happened. Mm-hmm. And then whenever I tell the story and people are like, they ask those questions like, well, you know, well, like, did you, you know, like, were you the, yeah. <laughs> like from what I can gather, I wasn't, mm-hmm. but again, only he and I were there. And so 50% of us are saying I was too aggressive. So I will take his word for it. Yeah, that and that is the responsible thing to do. And I mean, there's no pressed charges. No, right. Know, maybe just like flag it for like, oh, got to pay attention to how I approach sexual encounters and make sure that I have the consent <laughs> I, I require. But again, I'm talking, okay, because we're going to get into false ac- accusations of rape and how they fuck people up because in my mind, again, I'm fully clothed. He's completely naked of his own doing. Mm-hmm. Isn't that like a nonverbal communication? The same. I feel like come that down is a for yes. landing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was just like, "Oh no, I thought we were going to be doing um, some. I was going to be the model, and you were going to paint me." <laughs> I wasn't even an art. I wasn't even a painter back then. <laughs> um, yeah, that is that is pretty clear communication. When um, somebody else whipped out their dick and was like, "Here, touch this," I, and then he was like spitting on his hand that was clear that there was like gonna happen right and yet i still felt uncomfortable and i was like um just because we're making out pretty heavily and there's some like <laughs> over the clothes petting yeah i did not want to see this very disappointing chubster <laughs> yeah his that also this guy were dick, tall not cute. and Aww. this is in no um people know who this is by the way it was a mission friend <laughs> But anyway, it cost me my temple recommend because I had to be like, hey, what's up? I felt um, I felt like, (laughs) no, um, I was making out with this boy and he kind of pressured me to do this and I didn't like it and I didn't want to. But I felt like, what was I going to do in that moment? Just be like, put that away. Because I really liked this guy. I felt like we had a lot of chemistry and like. We flirted all the time on the mission. Right. He was doing that to a lot of girls. And did then when say, he came. Did you say no at any point? Were you like, nah? Um, or like. No, I didn't. So like it was something you regretted. Sure. But I also don't feel like, okay, this is what I'm not saying that he was rapey. That's not yeah. what I'm saying. Okay. What I'm saying is that when I went to talk to the bishop about it. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't put any of the blame on the other guy. 
No, it was all you. That's he was just part like, of our culture. Aha, those are, see, those are the problem. See those boobs? They're the problem. <laughs> They're what give men license to tell you to put the, your hands on their dicks all the time. And right. I was just like, okay, well, and he didn't, he didn't get away with it, right? Like mm-hmm. he, his bishop was contacted, but at the same time, it was just like, what do you do in that moment when you're like, I kind of don't want to do this. I mean, exactly. Like the first time I ever made out, I was 20, which is embarrassing, but um, I gave him a hand job and it's like, that's. I was too young for that. Like yeah. I was too sexually immature for that. Yeah. I understand that I was a 20 year old, but like he'd had way more partners than I had. Like, right. You know what I mean? Like it, there's certain things that I just like, you should like, cause right. It's Cause the, the first time that this kid comes home from his mission, mm-hmm. he's immediately at my door of my apartment. And he's like, I just, um, we spent so much time. To, he immediately tried to hug me. And I ducked, or no, he hugged me and then immediately grabbed my face to kiss me. Oh. And I ducked out of his kiss mm-hmm. and ended up in front of his penis. And oh. I was like, this is the worst this escape the worst plan ever. So I push his hips to the side. And I was like, that's not what I meant to do. And he's because he was like, okay, let's start. And I was like, uh, no, 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 no. <sighs> so we watched some stupid movie. And he's like, I just thought that maybe I could sleep on your couch. And I was like, oh, that's dangerous. And he's yeah. like, why is that? Like with a twinkle in his eye. And then so he ends up making out with me, but immediately is taking off his clothes. Yeah. With yeah. his garments off. And I was like, this, I, I mean, what is happening here? <laughs> Did we all <laughs> on the same goddamn mission or not? We, we made out pretty good. And in the morning he made me eggs. But like, that was the start. <laughs> That was the start of exactly. this whole I like, thing. I so feel I like felt I never, I yeah. never eased ease into anything. I've never eased into it. It's like always like, yeah, sex first and then a relationship, or you know, he- this heavy makeout sesh and then whatever we'll see. It's probably why yeah. I never have relationships. But it's also like, I'm also really annoyed that I can't be horny too. Like, why can't I be horny too? You know? Right. And why can't we just be horny and then like have boundaries where we don't take <laughs> off our clothes? If we're trying to be Mormon. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. Especially because it's like, dude, you just got off your mission. Where are your... That's jarring. That's a little jarring. And I found out he was doing it to several return missionary uh, girls. Like what a the, slut. Yeah. And I was just like, hey, we need to talk about where we're going with this. And like, I would always try to nail down like, mm-hmm. listen, are you just... I would really like to know if this is just making out. Right. Because I would really like to call you for just making out. Yeah. But you also know I've caught feelings for you. Like you've hooked me in with this. So you need to be accountable for how you're acting towards me too. And he Uh, would just never do it. Yeah. No, that sounds like, I mean, and I'm saying what a slut and like, I'm not about the slut shaming game, but what, what's the frustrating thing for women in this culture, especially if you're trying to live this purity culture is he's running around being a hoe Mm -hmm. and making all these girls fall for him. And they're going a little bit further than they would like. Right making them impure in purity culture mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he can just do whatever the fuck he wants and like nothing bad's gonna happen i want to tell him. you the fuck fuck boyest fuck boy <laughs> <sighs> fuck all right here we go this is the rape culture 101 okay okay I mean, this is just rape culture essay the, the one i'm submitting to 101 <laughs> um once upon a time this boy from my hometown mm-hmm 
Um, after my mission, he contacts me and is like, what's up? I've changed. I've seen the light. I have to tell you, I'm sorry for X, Y, Z abuse that I put you through while we were in elementary school and middle school, whatever. Mm -hmm. So then he tricks me into coming over to his house by saying, Hey, can you pick me up for Institute? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, I'm here. And he's like, doesn't text me back. So then I start driving around oh, and he's like, Oh, sorry. God. He thought he um, wanted you to come up. So then he, he's like, come back and just hang out with me. I don't feel like going to Institute tonight. And I was like, okay, whatever. So I come and he's like, he here's a drink of water come watch shark week with me and so he lays down on the couch and like pats the couch and i was like what anyway probably the best make out of my life because pent up attraction since right, we were children right, but right. also pent up like aggression from right. all of the misdeeds it's me and toby keith yeah no he <laughs> he full-on comes in his basketball shorts yeah good and never talks to me again <sighs> And so then I was like really confused. So I tell this girl that is working with me, she's like, oh yeah, so-and-so is having me over tonight. And I was like, literally just, I wouldn't do it. I just wouldn't do it. And I was trying not to be jealous, but also I was like, Cheyenne, you're a pretty girl. Like you do not need to be wrapped up in that asshole. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, then I'm in um, Provo. I'm in Tinder. I'm swiping. I'm swiping. Guess who shows up in my... Um, Mr. Tinder swiping. Mr. <laughs> Mr. I'm going to play you Sufjan Stevens and see if you uh, swoon, which worked. God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> so I swipe right and it's immediate match. And he's like, babe, I totally lost your number. Text me. And I was like, no, you didn't. Yeah. No, you didn't. And you could find it. We live in a small town. <sighs> I've had the same fucking number since <laughs> I was 15. No, you didn't. And so, um, so then... You know, I play the game a little bit. I think maybe we'll meet up. And then I was like, you know what? No, I definitely don't deserve this. And he's roommates with another kid from the same town. Uh -huh. So I'm like, whatever. You're just doing this to, like, show that, you know, you could get this girl or whatever. Whatever the right. fuck. So then I go over to um, one of my mission companions' house. She lives in Provo and... Um, I'm really happy to see her. She just got married and whatever. So I'm hanging out with her. We're just chit chatting and whatever. And I'm like texting back and forth and smiling. And she's like, who's got you? Like, I was like, oh, nobody, just this guy. And she's like, well, whatever you do, stay away from. And she says his name. Very specific, very specific name. That's very rare. I feel like. <laughs> and I was like, whip my head around. Like, excuse me, what? And she's like, oh, this guy He's going on Tinder and he's in the area. But when he was in my friend's work, this girl's from Vegas, right? My, my old companion's from Vegas. And mm -hmm. so there's no way in hell that she would know yeah, this. She doesn't know this small yeah. town name. <laughs> She's like, um, this guy, uh, when he was in Cedar City, he would go around and like make out with girls. But he would go too far. He would quote, go too far. Mm -hmm. And he would slip up and he would grope the boob and then take his, his hand away and say, Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm really trying not to play into my temptations right now. Please don't tell the Bishop. And then the next time he would like more and more. And the whole time he would tell these girls, 
oh, please don't tell the bishop I've slipped up. I'm really trying to make my life right. I'm really trying to get and to the like, temple. And they're like, I want to make him better. And I like, make yeah, you so him. yeah, all the, this always yeah, happens. This is such, yeah. this is such Utah shit. Yes. So the whole time he's playing into the purity culture yeah. to get away with his rape culture. Yeah, and he like, doesn't get caught, but she, but he full on rapes a lot of people, right? Mm. And then um, she, so she tells me that, and I said, "Let me tell you my story." <laughs> <laughs> and so I told her all that. Then I go home and I tell my grandma. I said, "You'll never believe what I heard about this person," and he's roommates with this person. So my grandma calls up that other person's mom and says, "This is what I heard," and the mom says. He's had a really rough life. I think we need to give him the benefit of the doubt. He's on oh, a really course. promising He's such path. A promising young man. Yes. Then I'm not and done. You know, boys, boys will be boys. They can't handle that temptation. Yes, 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 yes. Mm -hmm. So then, a couple weeks later, I'm in Salt Lake with my other companion and we're having a fun time and she's blushing and I'm like girl who has got you this worked up and she's like I'm on tinder I have to sorry and she's was, was like she's like this guy he's just saying like he's so cute and he's like he wants to play Sufjan Stevens for me and I was like it's fucking blank blank and she's like dropped her jaw and I was like Deleted. How about how about <laughs> you tell him that you're with me right now and see where he goes? He dropped her. <laughs> of course he did. Because he's fucking so, busted. So then I'm having these nightmares about him. He's always in my nightmares, actually. Um, Interesting. We'll have to go over that. But yeah. like, I'm always in an abusive relationship, and he's the representative of the abusive relationship. Mm. Okay. Um, and I'm stuck in the town. I'm stuck in Richfield, you know, and like yeah. running away from my double wide or single wide even <laughs> and hiding in basements that are moldy. Mm -hmm. um, so I was telling one of my lash clients this. I was like, I just had a really weird dream. And I, I just told him, you need to leave me the fuck alone. And she was like, oh, tell me who is it? And I was like, it's this person. She was like, oh, I worked with him. And he did the same thing to me. <gasps> Holy shit. He he whined and dined me and swooned me and we made out and we had a great connection, whatever, and blah, 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 blah. This man is all over the fucking United States hmm. doing this bullshit. And then, like, people have the audacity to be like, I think he's changed. No, that's your man privilege. You know what I mean? Like, okay. sure, maybe he's changed, but has he gone to every single person that he fucked over and psychologically and physically no well it's just like this is just par for the fucking course right because men in the state can be shit disgusting deceitful like i don't know if him being a player like this is rape culture i think him using purity culture to go too far is a little bit rape culture -y. i think he just that's thinks it, he's yeah. i think he's just like a smooth player guy and it's like a <laughs> uh, that's how all the guys are and then they <clears throat> clean up their act but it's like well, what about all these women you left in the fucking ruins yeah you know what i mean and it's like in this fucking i'm gonna tell this story i'm not gonna name any names <laughs> but we have a friend similar situation when you said he said can i sleep on the couch it triggered me because mm. my friend her she was dating a guy mormon guy she's she can fall asleep anywhere, by the way, just for context. The girl can fall asleep anywhere. So she fell asleep in his bed. Like they were like making out and stuff. 
But again, she was a virgin. They were planning on getting like being Mormon, you know. Mm-hmm. She falls asleep and she wakes up and he's raping her. <gasps> and <laughs> in her head, because we're so fucked up in this culture. She says it's her fault. She's ruined. She's she's <sighs> not pure anymore. Chewed up she, gum. She married him. No fucking way. And even now when she tells no me No fucking this, way. Well, they're not married anymore. But even now when she tells me the story. She's like, well, I shouldn't have been staying the night. I shouldn't have been wearing a dress. I shouldn't have been in his bed. And it's like, you were asleep next to a human being and he violated you. Mm-hmm. And because we're mm-hmm. so twisted in this culture, whether it's purity culture, Mormon culture, or just rape culture that we all live in. <laughs> yeah. She blamed herself. And she gave me the, li- like, we're, th- we're, th- she- we're in our 30s. And she gave me a list of reasons recently why maybe it was her fault and none of them had to do with my mouth was around his penis or i said hey shove your dick in me it was i was wearing Mm -hmm. a dress i fell asleep i shouldn't have been in his house like it's like what what girl you did not deserve any of that shit that is heartbreaking no and like why do men feel like they have license to put their dick anywhere near a woman when she's sleeping right like, or passed out behind a dumpster. <laughs> yeah, Brock Turner. Um, exactly. Like, it's like, why? Why? Like, I get that you're horny. Whatever. Grill it in. Give me control of my body. <laughs> like, how dare you Honestly. do that? How dare? How dare he do that? I think, right. I'm, I'm sh- I like I think rape culture and purity culture are irreversibly intertwined because um, purity culture says that um, we as women are responsible for the thoughts of men in regards to our body. Mm -hmm. And it does not ever put the onus on the men to watch their fucking thoughts and to not think about people just because they see a shoulder. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck because I've Micaiah who I've, you know, <laughs> like we have our bouts of being attracted to each other. He and I have slept in the same bed before. Mm-hmm. Guess what? It didn't happen. Rape. You know what I yeah. mean? I've slept in yeah. the same bed with many men, men that I've been sleeping with. And guess what didn't happen? Rape. Right. Right. I didn't wake up to them raping me because <laughs> they're not rapists. I guess I don't date rapists. Good for me. Um, but like, I what the hell yeah but there's also part of me that has sympathy for these dumbass boys that were raised in this culture because they were raised the same way that we were the same mm-hmm. way that we were you know what i know mm-hmm. you know what i mean <laughs> like i don't think so because um in lessons that i was in i was responsible for the thoughts of men and in lessons that men were in they were like you need to make sure that these sisters stay modest or else you will get a boner I'm telling you, we're being raised the same way. We're being told it's the woman's responsibility to keep you. I see what you're saying. You know, like not having sex. Um, and it's also like the small town culture where cons- it's just abstinence only. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell my rape story. Okay. <laughs> to illustrate. So I was, um, we're balancing all over the place too. It doesn't matter. <laughs> As it's per going usual. with the flow. Yeah. Um, so this is just one of my friends. Um, he's from a small town. 
Um, and I was at his house and we were all hanging out and I went to bed early and he was sending me like sexy texts. And I was like, well, when everyone goes to bed, wake me up and you can eat my pussy. Um, I said that. I remember that specifically because I was ovulating. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I didn't want to take plan B. And I was just like, you know, just whatever. So at like four o'clock in the morning, I wake up and he's on top of me. And we made out for like 45 seconds. And then I like whispered, eat my pussy. And he puts his dick in me. Hmm. And I said, no. <laughs> I'm like, no, dude. I'm like, no, I'm, no. And I'm like, okay. And then I was like, okay. And he's like, it's fine. It's fine. And I was like, at least go grab a condom out of my bag. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Oh my God, Bobby, you're saying no. And I'm then literally you're saying, saying no. no. And he's saying, it's fine. It's fine. And, and you're then, saying no. I'm saying no. I'm saying, I'm like, dude, don't fuck me. I'm like, I'm ovulating. And he's like, it's fine. I'm like, well, go grab a uh, condom at least. It's fine. Oh my God. I can't believe you had to downgrade your no in this time exactly. of like fear. Oh my God. Well, I wasn't even scared. I was just like, what are you doing, dude? Like, I didn't think, I think if I was like, yo, get the fuck up off me, he would have got up off me. But I was also like, what the hell's happening right now? Plus I just got woken up. Like I'm groggy or whatever. Yeah. And in like three or four pumps, guess who just came inside me? Yup. What a fucking violation. And I go, uh, did you just come inside me? He goes, it's fine. It wasn't that much. And then it's he not fine. climbs up off me and walks into his bedroom. And I laid there. And I was just like, first of all, that's one of my good friends. Yeah. Second of all, I told him no three mm-hmm. or four times. Mm-hmm. Third of all, he obviously has no idea how cum works. Because even a little bit can get you knocked up. Yeah. Pre-cum can get you knocked up. Yep. Like, I gave him options to my no. <laughs> and I didn't have an orgasm on top of it. Wow. <laughs> like, I was pissed. So I walked up into his room, and I was like, give me money for plan B. I'm like, you can either give me an orga- orgasm right now. I'm like, because all the, what just happened, it was not cool. No. Um, and I was like, either give me an orgasm right now or get me money for plan B. And he's like, I'm tired, Bob. I'm tired. And I was like, I will cause a scene in this house right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, so he gave me a hundred bucks. That's all he had. So I guess I was a prostitute that night. Fuck Bobby. But it's just like, and he and I have since discussed it. And I will say when he was 17 and I'm older than him, we did make out, which was inappropriate on my, on my end. But he and I discussed this and I was like, yo dude, like I'm like if you would have been a city boy your ass would have been in jail mm-hmm. because I give country boys leniency because they don't have this education you know I don't know but like somebody's got to tell people that just because you have a history of prior sexual interactions yeah. I'm saying that doesn't give the him. license I know but that still doesn't give him license to I do agree. that I agree I agree I agree and, you know, again, he and I since have talked about it, and he lives up here now. And I'm like, you need to be careful, man, because if you pull this shit on a city girl, you're going to be in jail. I'm like, you raped me. I, like, straight up told him, I'm like, you technically raped me, dude. And he was like, oh, fuck. He's like, I didn't even think about it. He's like, I, I, and I'm like, you need to think about it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I am not your personal mas- masturbata- masturbatory device. Like, I'm not. Right. right. And I told you the you th- could do one thing to me. Even, he doesn't even think about it is just the illustration of the problem. Right. Like, well, I mean, and like, again, I think these things just don't occur to these boys because we're raising this fucking weird culture. Yeah. It's a weird culture thing. 
And I think, actually, I think that's where a lot of false accusations of rape come up is because we do have girls who have hormones and they have sex with their boyfriends and then the next day they feel guilty. So they tell Mm -hmm. their dad or the bishop that they got raped. I've seen it. We've seen it happen before in school, you know? Yeah. And sometimes it's consensual, but like also minors can't consent. Yeah, but like two minors, you know, they're both minors. Right. right? But they still legally cannot consent. Which yeah, is but why like, it counts. Who's the, who's the rapist then? The, I think both, both of, them? of them get in trouble, right? <laughs> um, I have no idea. I don't think anyone's getting in trouble for having sex when they're teenagers, except for like in church and at home. Yeah, but technically, I mean, I'm just saying, I'm like, as a person who was a minor once, yeah. that's not consent. I mean, I don't know. Um, I What do you think consent is? It's... um. It's a yes, and it's also enthusiasm. Mm. Um, consent is the ability to communicate and also leave whenever the hell I want, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what consent is to me. Yes, like, because I, you can say no. Yeah, I know. That, I know this is a, probably a controversial statement, but I know I will never be like, "Yes, I consent to you putting your penis inside my body." I'll never, ever in, in my life say that. <laughs> You're never gonna hear it. Um, if I'm not trapped and I'm there participating, that's consent to me. Um, and consent or lack of consent is really your responsibility to convey. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Like, but also women can be in a scary situation where they feel like if they do not consent, they will have worse consequences. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why I put in the ability to leave. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, I have to be able to say no and then leave because if I'm, if, yeah, if I'm going to say no and it's going to make you freaking bash my brains against the wall, uh, I'll probably say yes. <laughs> you right. know, right. I've never, I will say I've never been in one of those sketchy situations before. Um, uh, did I tell you about the time I was in a sketchy situation? Tell me. Girl, <sighs> I was a dumb fuck when I was newly in college mm-hmm. and I was 18 and I was on a site called Hot or Not. <laughs> Wasn't that just Facebook? Hot or not is how I met my catfish. <laughs> how I met one of several guys that I made out with. Mm-hmm. And this, the scariest guy. So this guy, he lived out in Payson. Mm-hmm. I was in Provo. So I drove my podunk car over there. And he, it was like late at night. But I was like, it's only like seven or eight. So that's like not mm-hmm. that late. And then he's like, okay, let's, I, um, I... no offense no offense um i'm gonna send you a message of who he looked like oh god here we go (laughs) can't wait to see who how i'm offended (laughs) and um Oh, yeah, okay. Well, I mean, uh, isn't that just him? He's also bald. <laughs> He's balding. <laughs> Maybe it was. Uh, he did not look like that in his photos. Right. He was actually attractive in the photos, but then when I got there, he looked like that. And then he was like, ha, 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 and like laughed like that. And he was like, okay, take me over to Blockbuster. So we go over to Blockbuster and we pick out a movie that we're going to watch. And I was like, this is going to be so sketch. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how to get out of it. So I'm, I'm immediately texting my friend and being like, emergency, uh, emergency, call me with like, an emergency. I might need you to get me out of something mm-hmm. and not ask questions. 
So they're like, okay, just let me know. Give me the signal. Okay. So then I was like, okay, this guy's like, just because he looks terrible does not mean, and he laughs terribly, does not mean that this is going to go down terribly. Right. So but you were just getting bad vibes, which yeah. women's intuition's a thing. And it's something yes. we've been taught since we were kids, like girls to be like, have your fucking guard up. Yeah. So then he's like, okay, take me back to my parents' house and we'll just like be there. And I was like, okay, cool. Parents' house means somebody's got to be there. Right. So we go and then he leads me into his backyard and goes down into a private entrance into his basement apartment. (laughs) And it smells. And it's a one bedroom and it's got a weight bench in it. Uh And it's got weird fucking posters on the wall and his... (laughs) crusty bed is the couch uh-huh. and there's a dog there and the dog growls at me in a way that I feel is like get the fuck out of here yeah like yo lady your boss shit's about to go down yeah and I was like yep got it so I pick up my phone and I was like sorry my friend's calling me mm-hmm. uh, so, sorry my friend's texted me 911 I got to call her back she's like uh can you pick me up? My f- I hurt my foot real bad. She's from North Carolina. <laughs> she, I was like, what happened to your foot? She's like, I got to go to the ER, girl. Like, come on back. And I was like, okay. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I really got to go. Like, my f- friend, she doesn't even have a car. She's got to go to the emergency room. She's like, hurt her foot. He's like, okay, yeah, no worries. Like, um, I'll just text you later. And I was like, yeah, I'll text you later. Don't worry. I leave. Oh, my God. I'm so fucking glad I li- I lived. Where you're like, and you were like almost running to the car because you're like, yes. I just made it out of a sketch. I've actually been in those situations. I can't think of any, but I've definitely been in a situation where I'm yes. like, thank God I was charming and just got the fuck out of there. Yeah. Because I was like, if I sit down on this bed, mm-hmm. there's like weights around here. I'm like, I don't even know if I'll make it out of this house alive. Right. It was nuts. Why did I put myself in that situation? I don't know. But I somehow got in it and some people could not get out of it, you know? Right. I mean, I've definitely, you know, I think it's shitty to be like, why'd you put yourself in that situation? But I'm also going to say like, yo, don't put yourself in sketchy fucking situations. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm going to say that to every person. Not mm-hmm. just not just women. Mm-hmm. Don't you know? Don't go with a hippie to a second location. Don't go to sketchy situations. But like, it is hard too. That's another thing too, because I feel like you're you're naive. You know, we were raised a certain way to where we just trust people and all this stuff, and then it's like, oh shit, this has gone terribly wrong. Yeah. What if I don't make it out of this? Right. <laughs> Which is so fucking terrifying. Um. What do you, what do you think about 85% of communication being nonverbal and how does that play into consent? Yeah, that's why um I think one of the definitions of consent that I'm really trying to cement in my brain, I did not make that up by the way. It was from a TikTok lady who is pro sex teaching her children mm-hmm. pro sex and consent. Right. Um is that it's enthusiastic participation. Right. right. Um because even as a child, Halo can learn consent where if she like gets um, if like her papa, if her grandpa is trying to pull her arm like and say, come with me. And she says no. Then I have to be like, Papa, Halo said no. Yeah, that's right. her body. Mm-hmm. And I teach Halo when people say no. What do we do? We stop and we put our hands up in the air and say, OK. Yeah. And do something else. Like simply simply knowing that consent starts with body autonomy, 
I think that's really going to change the rape culture here. But um, yeah, this, this girl that's positive sex parenting is like, it's a yes and it's enthusiastic participation. And if that's not there, then don't go any further. Well, yeah, but it's like, it really is any physical contact. Like um, my nephew who's six, I saw him when he was like five and I hadn't seen him for like two years. That was like half his life, right? Like he Mm -hmm. doesn't remember me. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Al, come here. And I like went to hug him and he goes, I'm uncomfortable. Yep. And I said, okay, no big deal. And his mom was kind of like, Oh, and I'm like, no, thank no, you no, for no, no. teaching him that. Do not yeah. apologize to me. And don't shame him for not yeah. giving you well, anti-huggies. She didn't. She did. She, I could just kind of see like the, what should I do here? In right, her, right, in her right. face. And I'm like, you're doing nothing. Yeah. We're good. Don't even worry about it. Like he doesn't yeah. need to hug me. And by the end of the, the, the visit, we hugged. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like. I have never I like once that. felt hurt feelings. Mm-mm. I feel so much love for my nieces and nephews. Oh my God, you could not feel any more love for me, for to them. Mm-hmm. But if they're not willing to give me a hug or give me a high five or say goodbye to me, that's their choice. It doesn't fucking matter. Right. I'm still loving them through that. And I'm like, that's fine. I just know that I have to earn your trust and your consent. And that is, I'm totally respecting your boundaries. I'm not getting my feelings hurt by a fucking toddler. Right, right. But some well, people do. Also- They're like, you need to give me kisses and you need to give Grammy hugs. And like, oh, my feelings are hurt. Fuck off. Right. Like, um, my mom used to hold me down. Hold my arm. Like, she used to, like, trap me and be like, I'm hugging you. I'm loving you. And it's just like, mm-mm, mm-mm. I, you're not, though. Like, please. Like, I, I went through a very serious period where I just didn't like to be touched, period. Yeah. And I think I had to do with that and, like, my dad's situation or whatever. But um, I want to talk about Marilyn Manson and Evan Rachel Wood and kind of okay. going to celebrity. Um, this is actually the topic that ignited the fight that ended mine and Zach's relationship. Really? Yay. I told you everything's always about music in my family. I told you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Evan Rachel Wood was groomed by Marilyn. And honestly, this is the very reason I wanted to do this episode. We need to discuss this. Okay. Um, like we need to discuss what grooming is for girls like Evan Rachel Wood and guys like Marilyn Manson who got handed the fucking celebrity. Mm-hmm. He, what's he's, he doesn't know what to do with it. He doesn't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? He suddenly has like people bowing at his feet and he's this like shocking guy. And I think he probably assumed in his music and stuff that he's, of course I'm this, you know, eccentric sexual power hungry guy like of course i am Mm -hmm. so like you know what you're getting into but um it doesn't i feel for him on all that but it doesn't negate the fact that he is an abusive human being Mm -hmm. like he's come around to that and he needs to be held accountable and even that's just you know people uh blasting him on social media for a couple years like he needs to take his lickings (laughs) like and we as people need to discuss the shit with our kids. So if they're ever handed the keys to the castle, they can, they don't take advantage of people. Right. Because we need to teach our kids and ourselves just because a dude is a celebrity, you can and should say no if you're uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, I feel like both Marilyn and Evan Rachel Wood are in shitty situations because A, he's turned, he's morphed into a monster. Mm-hmm. And he's been i was actually really disappointed to read this these reports because i've always been a huge marilyn uh, manson i don't like his music but i like his stance on free speech and thinking outside the box he got blamed for columbine and he really handled that eloquently um 
and everything he's just said has been kind of like poignant and he's an artist and he is eccentric but it's like he's also a 40 year old man with all the celebrity behind him taking these women groom like these girls like evan rachel was like 18 when they started dating and like i don't know like what are your thoughts on that I think grooming is so fucking common. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, Celine Dion. There's so many. Mis- I'm not going to do you all think, of that Wait, shit. you think her, her husband groomed her? I think if you are a child, when you start being managed by a grown adult and then you oh, end I didn't up know that. being in a relationship with mm-hmm. them, absolutely I do. Yeah. Because it comes back to being able to consent. And if you recognize that. I know. I think they, they just know what they're doing. We're in love. We're in love. If you met as a minor, that's not love. That's you just totally like being infatuated with. Mm-hmm. Like it is it is a kind of love, but it's not in love. It's not romantic. It's it's a power structure. Right. There's a book that's banned that Spencer has read and has loved. And I I um, it's called Lolita. And it's about this man who falls in love with a child. Mm-hmm. And grooms her in the um he talks about it in a way that is like he says it's very good literature i said yeah no it's, it's I like don't, i've heard i've heard about it it's yeah, uh but it's but very I, con- yeah it's controversial it's like I woody allen and his wife yeah i still don't give a fuck mm-hmm. if it's beautiful writing the topic is shit and it encourages this toxic behavior where my children are mm-hmm. at risk of this culture so no I will not ever endorse a book like that. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I've heard of it, um, but there are there are like pieces of like great literature out there that are just fucking straight up <laughs> statutory rape uh, <laughs> books, <Yes>. like, stories. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I'm I'm what I'm saying is like you can't just like burn books. That's bullshit, right? But mm-hmm. why do we have to stick up for things? that perpetuate this problem right well i think yeah i mean but that's also evan rachel wood was an adult Mm -hmm. you know and like there's so many differences because i feel like her and marilyn marilyn manson are kind of in the middle of like the spectrum like there is the different let's talk about the difference between louis ck and harvey weinstein okay okay do you know the louis ck story no. Okay, so Louis C.K., you know who he is, right? Yeah, I know he has terrible shows about the F-slur. Oh, does he? Hot take. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> Either love him or you hate him. I think he's a great comic, but ultimately he likes to masturbate. That's like his kink. He likes to masturbate in front of girls. So, he, Like mean, girls, women? No, or no, no, girls, like women. Kids. Like he likes okay, to, in front of his In front of females. Okay. So he took some up and coming comic, female comic, up to his room after a show and freaking asks her if he can jerk off in front of her. She says yes. He does it. She was free to leave at any time. And then he's getting canceled just as hard as fucking, you know, like as far as I'm concerned, that's what, what, what is that? Besides just like, ugh. Okay. But like, okay. Here's I what understand I, that here's there's a power structure, but yeah, he didn't the promise, power structure. He didn't promise her anything, though. Sure. Like, Harvey Weinstein would literally say, I'm going to rape you right now. Don't ruin your career. 
can you yeah can you can you say that you can say no to somebody who has more power than you like they're in the same industry right well i don't think louis ck would be like all right i'm fucking gonna ruin your career like i don't think like i but i don't know i guess he tried to get pete davidson fired from snl for smoking weed but i mean i don't i don't think he would i don't think there was any and again wasn't there i don't know but I don't think there was any promises or anything. I think it was just some dorky ass comic. I mean, you just talk to Tommy. He's like the most awkward yeah. man on yeah. the planet, you know? Yes. Like these are a bunch of guys that were not getting laid in high school. Yeah. Okay. So the fact that they're just now <laughs> getting laid and like, he doesn't know how to act. You know what I mean? Like, sure. and that's his kink. Like that's his kink. I'm not here to kink shame. I've had a guy do that for, to me before. And I laughed and I left. I was just like, all right, <laughs> see you later, man. Like I didn't care, mm-hmm. but it's like, I could leave. You know, and this guy that did it to me, he was very rich. So I could potentially be a trophy wife right now mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. But I just was like, I'm out of here. But um, I like, I just don't think, and I could be totally speaking out of school here. I don't think there was, their career was at stake. If anything, I think they were going up to be sexual with Louis C.K. to further their career. I see. Yeah. But I mean, like, I don't know. But I again, not Harvey Weinstein, who's like literally like raping women because yeah. they want to be actresses. And then if yeah. they don't fuck him or if they don't get raped by him, then he ruins, he their, ruins their career. Yeah. 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 Like that. There's a huge difference between that. But I don't I like don't like how everything's blanket blanket statement. You know right. what I mean? Like there are the Weinstein, the Harvey Weinstein's out there. There are the Jeffrey Epstein's out there. And like. Pfft, I feel like it's kind of apples and oranges. It's just hard. It's just fucking hard to, um, cause like retrospect is like way fucking different. Like the right. memory of something. Um, I also think like the emotion that you last felt lingers the hardest mm-hmm. because like, this is a dumbass analogy, but like there have been episodes that I've recorded with you that I thought that was, I mean, I hated that. I hated that. Uh-huh. And then, um, I re-listened to the episode and it was great. Uh-huh. Like, where was my mind at? Like, it was somewhere else or it was playing off of something else that day. And obviously that's what lingered was the emotion. So I wonder if people like, they have these experiences that they consent to. And then in the middle, they're like, this feels disgusting. I don't want to do this. And then they can't leave. They feel like they can't leave because they've already said yes. Yeah. But is that Louis CK's fault? That's what that's, that's the that's yeah. where I, that's where I want to get to the bottom of it because right. I get you. I, I mean, I'm sure. <laughs> I also I, want to say regret is not rape. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. And I think like, I'm not, I'm not out here trying to like, put these women down at all if they were traumatized they were traumatized yes but he didn't fucking roofie him he asked consent you know what i mean that's true like does he have a target on it can he never have a sexual experience anymore because he's the number one comic in the pl- on the planet sure like is that real no that's not real i'm <laughs> just saying like fair. that's like that's all the the consequences of all of this though is that like he now has to be extra careful and be like sign this paper so that you don't sue me later yeah but that's also creepy because that's exactly what harvey weinstein did and it turned into this nda where you (sighs) and same with jeffrey epstein you couldn't sue them and that's donald trump does the same thing they're breaking them down now but like there's been for years and years and years and years 
these sleazy non-disclosure agreements that say we can pretty much do whatever we want to you and you can't say a goddamn word or else you will have the backing the whole force of Miramax Studios coming down on you. Oh, my God. Do you want that? Or do you just want to be like, oh, fuck it. I'm just going to try and move on here. That is so goddamn deep and disgusting. Well, it let just me tell is. you something. Louis C.K. wasn't doing that. So I don't think it's fair. I mean, whatever he did, I don't even know. Uh, I don't know. Like, I just, this is the one that I struggle with the most. Mm-hmm. Because I do see a lot of comics being like, yeah, fuck Louis C.K. And part of me is like, eh, you kind of just sound jealous because he's like actually a really Right, because timing. as he falls, then somebody else can take yeah. his place. Like, everybody's like, vying for that crown or whatever. Well, and um, timing-wise, he's a great, like, he's so good timing. He's a great writer. You know what I mean? Like, he's like a schlub. Like, that's his thing. Mm-hmm. You know? So, like, I don't know. But I'm also like, he. I just struggle with this so hard. Because it's like, not only is that a, embarrassing. And, like, Aziz Ansari got accused of rape, too. And he's like, I had a bad date with a girl. I didn't rape her. And he's like, it's bad enough to have a bad date. But then it's just like, yeah. I don't, I want to bl- believe the, the victims, too. Like, if you're going to claim this. Yeah. This is why this is such a like. I mean, we're gonna keep talking about it's this tangled, forever because tangled, tangled, tangled. Yeah. I know, and like I, I think about this all the fucking time, because um, we actually had some drama with rape culture at, during Crucial Fest. Oh really? Yeah, and it's about what I believe is a false rape claim, um, which is hard to say out loud because like I know, like you said, I always want to err on the side of the victim. Right. But I'm just going to go ahead and tell you this story. You guys can decide however you want. Um, let's call this girl Becky. Okay. Uh, Becky used to be a friend of mine. Um, we'd hang out all the time um, when she was single. I was always like a stand-in for her. Like, she lives and dies by how men feel about her. Okay? Many, and, w- many women do. And she's open to using sex as a tool. She's had sugar daddies in the past. Um, and it's pretty open and sexual her body. Like she's done happy endings. She's an esthetician. She'll do happy endings after the wax. Are you fucking kidding me? I don't, I don't care. Do what, do you girl? Um, no, I'm saying that's fucking illegal. I know it's illegal, but I also And it's an abuse of your license. I, I'm saying that as a, an esthetician. So it, does that mean that she's, is she a predator? I mean. Because they, the guys are asking her. The guys are asking. And they give her a hundred dollar tip or whatever. Fuck, I didn't know that that was the business. <sighs> Got in the wrong I- eyelashes. Nobody asks for handies after that. <laughs> I'll ask the next time you do my eyebrows or something. <laughs> I'll be like, hand job me. You're, that's why you didn't come see me after the eyebrows again. Because you're no, like, it, no, well, at be- my other girl, I get a, <laughs> an orgasm. After. No, it's because she did my eyebrows one more time after that. And then I was like, I don't want her to do my eyebrows ever again like i don't want anyone to touch my eyebrows ever again really because she i I just felt like i needed to be away from her oh i see because there was a lot of a just our whole entire friendship i've always kind of been like why the fuck are you doing that becky like why are you doing that yeah why are you acting that way why are you treating a man this way why are you putting yourself in these tricky situations why are you still having sex with the guy who gave you chlamydia like what are you doing (laughs) you know like her sexuality is all over the place and mostly misguided in my opinion yeah um a couple years back becky was having uh, casual sex with one of our mutual friends um as well as this other boy that she really liked but he was a total like loser scumbag i think he had a heroin addiction <laughs> um <laughs> so becky got knocked up and becky was sure that our friend was the dad even though the other guy she was sleeping with came in her the day she was ovulating she told me that like the day after the heat they had sex because she and i were girlfriends right really 
And then a month later when she's knocked up, suddenly it's our mutual friend's baby, right? Hmm. <laughs> so um, I remember because cause I was like, dude, take a plan B. And I remember we had a whole conversation about it where she's like, eh, it fucks with my cycle. And da-da-da. I'm like, well, do you want to have a baby? Like, I don't know. And I remember her being like, it would be a really cute baby with him and <sighs> all this shit. Anyways. Right. So, um, whatever. So anyway, our mutual friend ends up paying for the abortion um, and throws her like a thousand extra dollars because she has to take work off. Okay. Okay. Um, That's a huge. That's huge. Well, it was generous and he's responsible, right? A little bit after the abortion, Becky tells me that our mutual friend raped her. Hmm. And, of course, I'm like, what? Like, I don't want to be friends with a rapist, right? And mm-hmm, also, mm-hmm. what? Mm-hmm. And then she goes, yeah, he came inside me when we, and that's rape. And I was like, so while you were having con- consensual sex, he came inside you? And she's like, yeah, Bobby, that's rape. Like, she got real pissed off at me. Really? And I was like, okay. So I sat down with our mutual friend um, to discuss it. Yes. And he had already heard the accusation from Becky. Hmm. So being the decent guy that he is, thought that I was never going to talk to him again, which is kind of where I was headed. Because I was like, uh, okay, I guess, <laughs> you know. Right. Because also I was like, who just says someone raped him unless they genuinely right. feel raped? Who does that? Right. So um, he, we sat down at dinner um, and I made him go over every damn detail. And he said he didn't even come because one of them had to be at work or something or they got interrupted. He's like, I swear to God, Bobby, I did not come inside her. Mm. And he's like, and also we were having a lot of unprotected sex. He's like, things do happen. He's like, I'm not trying to come inside her. Right. He's like, he's like, he's like, but yeah, I have. And I'm like, and she, and he's like, and she's let me, but again, you know, Wow. Wow. But these are patterns, right? So unless she was directly like, hey, mutual friend, do not come inside me. Right. I feel like there's a precedent set, right? I don't know, though. It's not my body. Yeah, but still, former sexual encounters do not warrant further. Well, right. But still. But our mutual friend friend swears up and down. He's like, I swear to God, Bobby, I know exactly what day you're talking about. He's like, we didn't, we had a short period of time or something. Like, he's like, I did not even come inside her that day. He's like, I would tell you. So what was Becky's point in saying it was rape? I honestly have no idea. I just assumed that her brain was fucky because of the abortion. That's all. Mm. I was just like, okay, she's going through some shit. So we kind of went our separate ways, but before we did, I set her up with a really amazing and kind friend of mine, and I figured he was exactly what she needed and that he might help her heal because he's very sensitive and patient and all this stuff. And I was like, and like he, she's definitely like the guy that she dates. And I was super excited for him to rub off on her because he's just a well-rounded, compassionate individual. Yeah. Um, so um, they broke it off because she refused to make it official with him because he wasn't hmm. good enough. He didn't make hmm. enough money or something. And <laughs> she was really kind of being a user. Um, well. Then he tells me, um, he and I are shooting the shit uh, one, of, one of the nights after Crucial Fest. Like, we saw each other. Which, Is that by the this way, most recent Crucial Fest or another one? This most recent Crucial Fest. Okay. And he says that she accused him of rape. And I'm like, record scratch. Mm-hmm. I said, tell me every goddamn detail right now. And he said, uh, apparently she came over to his house because she was horny and regular used him for sex. 
took off her pants, stuck her vagina in his face and said, do you want this pussy? (sighs) He said they didn't even have sex. He just ate her out. And then she left. And a few hours later, she sent him a text that said, you're a rapist and an abuser and then blocked him. Holy shit. And he is so fucked up about it. Because, like I said, kind, compassionate man. And he's like, mm-hmm. Bo- he's like Bobby, I don't know what I did. Mm-hmm. But he's like, I don't ever want to be with a girl anymore. He's like, I don't want to be in love. He's like, I don't know what's happening. He's like, I want to just die. He's like, I want to go in a hole and die. Oh, my God. Like, he's so fucked up about it. And he's in the scene. And at Krush. Yeah. And Becky went out of her way. She came, she, she came into, She's not even part of the scene. Hmm. She she got she's part of the scene because of me and him. Okay, so as far as I'm concerned, she's not a part of the scene anymore, right? <laughs> like it's she, interesting that she puts her genitalia in his face and then turns around and calls him the rapist. Right. So at Crucial Fest, Becky went out of her way to say hello to him and also to me. So here's what she did with me. She grabbed me. She goes, "Hi, Bob," and I went, "Oh, hey." And then she went and like rolled her eyes and looked away. And I was like, "Okay, what?" weird and he said he's because he was like i was in the zone my band was playing he's like i was doing he's like i and everyone was masked too so it's like if you want to avoid your rapist you sure can yeah you know if you want to go to a show that you know he's playing at you can still avoid him she grabbed him same like she did with me said hi and when he's like oh hey becky how are you rolled her eyes and like looked away what the fuck is her problem right (laughs) and uh I've been like, I, I got to ask, why would you say hi to your rapist? Why would you talk to him? Why would right. you? Get, and and uh, our mutual friend, she's probably collected close to $10,000 from him since oh the God. quote unquote rape. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, she'll hit him up and he's a sweet guy. And she'll be like, and she's got these guys twisted, too, because uh-huh. they're like, okay, if I raped her and she's giving me a second chance, like, maybe I can undo this Isn't thing that I married? did. No, she's not married. Oh. Um, but she's, um, she's, why, like, why would you do this? Do you think she was actually raped? Or do you think she's just a fucking psycho? Well, um, I, speaking from abuse, uh-huh. um, my, my brother's father tried to add me on Facebook uh-huh. and I had a panic attack right. and avoided him and blocked him. My um, other people who have emotionally abused me all my life are showing up to family events. And when I find out that they're going, they're always like, oh, how's Kendra? We we miss her. Like, so she's, she's, she's the abuser she's, in the situation, right? She, yeah. She she totally could have showed up here. We don't mind. I told my grandma because she said they said that they don't care if you come. Grandma, of course they don't care if they I come. I care if I if I, if I'm there. I care. They're the Me. abuser in this yeah. situation. I'm having full on fucking panic attacks that are weeks mm-hmm. long, mm-hmm. in anticipation of going there. So the answer to your question, long story. Uh, she's no. the abuser. She's absolutely the abuser, right? I absolutely yeah, absolutely no. Okay, women because- who can't even say their abusers' names, right? Not even in text. Well, okay. So I've been so mad about this because she's wrecking good dudes lives like our mutual friends we kind of just let it be because i was like okay this is an isolated incident maybe she's right maybe she she feels the way she feels you feel the way you feel whatever but now we're in a pattern okay Hmm. so i have been livid so i text 
the group chat with my boys and the mutual friends in this group chat. And I was like, so Becky just said that this guy raped her too. And I feel bad because I feel like our mutual friend was suddenly able to breathe. Hmm. I feel like he hadn't been able to breathe Hmm. for so long. And he was like, okay, it's not me. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because he's living in agony and he's yes. being, he's being controlled by her in a way. Yeah. You know, with this money stuff, like he's always like, you know, right. And it's like, what the fuck is going on? And I've also been talking to my friends who have actually been raped mm-hmm. and they are so goddamn hurt mm-hmm. and pissed off at Becky mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm doing all I can to help the latest, uh, her latest victim through this. Like I text him all the time. I'm always telling him like, I, you're such a good guy. Like, cause he really is. He's a sweetheart. And I don't believe that he raped her. I don't believe that. And again, mm. I hate saying that. Right. Because you don't want to negate victim. because it feels like dismissing one quote victim. Can't, can't, can't say any wise, um, dismisses them all. You yeah, know, but like here's, if you don't believe one, then what, what's the weight in all of them? Here's why, because I've been talking to actual rape victims, they're pissed. Because they're like, when when chicks, like, because like you said that, like, people can't even speak their name. And they're like, why would you lie about something so atrocious? Right. Like, they're like, obviously, she's never been raped because she wouldn't lie about it if she had. Like, and she's silencing actual victims mm-hmm. that's, thinks, that's what i'm saying she thinks she's this huge like feminist power she uses like it's all just a manipulation to her yeah like honestly i'm I'm recognizing that and like we had to go our separate ways because i was like you had such potential but you you're not there <laughs> you're not you're not going in like fast enough for me i guess mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um progression wise and it seems like she's really not going fast at all anymore it seems like she's kind of going backwards but i'm just like so disappointed in her (laughs) and i didn't want to use her real name because um she doesn't deserve the recognition you know right and for her to say oh bobby was talking about me i'm becky she's gonna have to acknowledge that she's done this shit to these guys right and like but this is rape culture right and this is also the pendulum swing of the other direction where we're getting these false accusations and all this bullshit. And I mean, obviously she has some sort of sexual trauma that she needs to address, but the fact that she's just bringing everyone down with the ship is so just rude, inappropriate. Yeah. But it's taken us back like, yeah, (laughs) a lot. Um, but I do feel like the victimizing in the form of false rape claims is, has the same psycho psychological power fuck that rape has. Right. Because, like, listening to, I mean, like, he's a, he can't have sex, mm-hmm. and he is, yeah, it's going to, it'll probably haunt him, just like actual rape victims. Well, and I, again, like, I've talked to, because let's, let's get into this story. This is the big Alvy drama for the past 20 years, <laughs> okay? Okay. So Zach and I are in a huge fight right now because of rape culture. That's why we fought. That's why we're fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't think it's real for a couple of reasons. I'm going to dive into this. First of all, Zach has uh, 
perhaps been falsely accused of rape. Um, He was a virgin till his 20s. He was also sought after. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, He said when we were in this fight that one of his peers told my mom recently, very casually, that he raped her in high school. Mm -hmm. Now, Zach maintains that he was a virgin until his 20s, like I said. And I know Zach you know, had his target on the back, on his back, but my mom doesn't remember who said it. And Zach mm. is being difficult about the whole thing. Mm. So Zach had a girlfriend all through high school. He hated cheaters, was planning on going on a mission at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, to this day has never had a drink or done drugs. And I have had more than one of his female classmates say he's come to their rescue in scary sexual situations at parties and stuff on more than one occasion. Mm-hmm. So either everything I know about him is a lie or the accusation is. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or my mom's just stirring the shit. I literally have no idea. My mom has a tendency to sabotage me too, and I'm doing good. But the reason why this is such a touchy situation is because 20 years ago, 20 something years ago, uh, my sister got sexually assaulted by one of the good old boys in town. No he, way. And he raped her best friend. Now, her best friend was kind of a hoe as far as Mormon standards are concerned. But that doesn't matter. Okay. And wow. my sister was, you know, hanging out with my brother and his friends and her friend. And they were drinking. And she was like, this guy tried to rape me the other day. And he raped Anne. And so my brother got in his car and went and found him. Hmm. And what ended up happening was <laughs> this guy said his girlfriend was right there and Zach's like get out of this truck so I can kick the shit out of you mm-hmm. like Zach had an opportunity to teach him a lesson that day but this guy said look at how hot my girlfriend is she's way cuter than my sister's friend um, and she's a hoe anyways I, I wouldn't have to rape her I could get it for free <laughs> and he's like and your sister's gross I'm sorry but I'm not into fat chicks and my brother just said okay have a good night so he pretty much alluded that me and my sister are not attractive enough to ha- get sexually assaulted, which is ridiculous. It has nothing, it has to, do nothing with to do with attraction. It. it has nothing yep. to do with attraction. Wow. But here's here's the kicker. <laughs> um, I was bitching to one of my friends from Panguit. She was... Uh, I know she the was, one you're talking about. Yeah. She's like six years younger than me. Okay. Um, and I was bitching about this whole situation. And I was telling her, I was calling everyone by their names. And I was talking about the guy who sexually assaulted my sister and raped her friend. And she goes, mm-hmm. oh, I lost my virginity to him. And I go, what the what? fuck? And she goes, yeah, he got my number when I was like 13. And he was 30. Text me for about six months. And then, yeah, he, I lost my virginity to him when I was 13. Holy fucking shit. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to ask you. Oh, my God. How many between my sister and my other like pseudo sister has he raped and he just gets away with it and I left my brother's house and I was just in tears and I went to my sister because I took Zach's side during this because Ab was being scandalous I watched her do a lot of scandalous shit because she was 21 doesn't negate the fact she no, no means no I don't I, care what you're doing there's no, no fucking license no. yeah Everything else but yes means no. Right. And it's like, I took Zach's side on this. So I left Zach's house and went directly to Ob's house. And I hugged her and I said, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry that I ever doubted you. 
I'm sorry that I question it. I was, mm-hmm. I was a kid. Like I didn't know what I, I don't, I didn't know what was happening. You know right. what I mean? Like I was 11. And slut shaming was so huge. So huge. S- my grandpa's, one of my grandpa's, grandpa's catchphrases is you can't rape the willing, which we'll get into my grandpa and grandma's relationship <sighs> in a minute and how that's very rape culture but Spencer has said that as a joke before and mm-hmm. also says it's not rape if you yell surprise before, <laughs> which I laugh at, but then I want to punch him. Yeah. I mean, like <laughs> jokes are jokes, but I just I don't know if the reason why Zach and I are having this strife right now is because maybe he had he harbors some guilt because I when I went to my sister's house. Her husband is a guard at the jail, and he said, that man is a predator. Like, we're talking about the rapist. That, honestly, if he would have got a good ass kicking by Zach Alvey 20 uh-huh. years ago, uh-huh. who's to know? Yeah. Who's to fucking know? And my sister, my brother was, well, I mean, my brother says the same thing that I'm saying about Becky. Like, why be casual? Like, why be cordial with your rapist? But, like, my sister had to be because she worked at a gas station. It's not like mm-hmm. she went and, like, sought him out. Right. She, he was coming into her job. He uh, emotionally assaulted her every time he went in there, too. Yeah, and she's just like, she was like, eventually I just have to be like, whatever. Uh, not surprisingly, my sister did have a 15-pound cyst growing on her ovary. Oh, my God. Sad. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. Maybe those are, I mean, she's she's a target, too, because she was abused, sexually abused growing up. Yep, yep. And it's just like, it breaks my it's heart. fucking cycles, man. That, I don't know, like... The fact that Zach kind of alluded that we're not attractive enough to get raped, A, is just some bullshit. And then he also talked about rape culture, how it exists in the military, because the only time he ever felt like he was going to get raped was when a, a, t- a huge black guy was standing behind him. And I said, what made him a rapist, Zach? That he was black, that he was a man, or that he was tall? Because he kept going, like, everyone thinks I'm, like, a rapist because I'm, like, a big, tall guy. And I'm, like, what makes you a rapist? And so when he said that, I'm, like, what made him a rapist? Like, I mean, I'm I don't sorry, know. I'm but, like, <laughs> it's men's job. It's men's job to be aware of how they are and how it affects women. Because, like, people like my dad is a big, mm-hmm. tall man. And or I've like even seen TikToks where I'm where these guys are like, I saw a woman kept peeking over her shoulder at me while we were walking. Mm-hmm. We just happened to be walking the same block. Instead of letting her live in terror, I recognized that right. in my position, I'm scary. Yeah. So I crossed the street mm-hmm. and went a different way because I couldn't. I I know within myself that that is my responsibility to change or to be responsible for the perception of me. Well, and the truth of the matter is, and Zach's even said this before, this is why it's so infuriating with me, but I think he, I don't know if the whole point of this argument he and I were having was that he wanted me to get my intellectual guard up to be like, mm. I can, I'm going to have this argument with you because between our first rape culture episode and this one, I'm much more calm and put together. Yeah. Um, so maybe that was his goal because he was like, you're getting too emotional. And I'm like, it's an emotional topic, you dick. Yeah, um, <laughs> fuck off, cishet white man. You cannot right. tell me how to react to this culture that fucking sucks for everybody but you. But the thing that like really frustrates me too is Zach has always made me strong. He mm-hmm. knows what culture we live in. He says, Bobby, you're one of the strongest girls I know, but any guy could kill you. Just genet- the way we're built genetically. Mm-hmm. We all know that as women. 
I am I am I am almost six feet tall. I'm like yeah. five foot I'm five foot nine, five foot ten. And I weigh almost I weigh like two fifty. It's gonna be hard to pick me up. And then yeah. I think about like Susanna, who I literally I w- pick up every time I see her. Yeah. I don't know what it's like to be be her living her life and I'm scared. Right. Like we are at a disadvantage. So- I don't think every man's a rapist, but I do think there are rapists among us. And I don't yeah. know which man is gonna be the rapist. I was making out with my boyfriend one time and he grabbed my wrists and held me down and mm-hmm. he immediately saw the <laughs> he immediately <laughs> saw the look on my face. I was like mm-hmm. cuz um you know me and I know you. We're strong mm-hmm. girls. I have right. never not been strong and I've never not been able to hold my own. Right. So the fact that he so easily like did that, mm-hmm. I was immediately flashed to this is how women get raped. Yep. Because no matter how fucking strong they are or how unattractive they've been told they are, that is just that easy for people to just be pinned down like that. Mm-hmm. So, no, I've never been in that situation as an adult, but holy shit. Well, it's like, and I feel like I learned that from a young age because I have brothers, right? Like, it's like, yeah. I, I can hold my own against Jake, but he's always going to kick my ass. Like, yeah. always. <laughs> like I, I remember one time I gave him a right hook just right across the jocks. He called me a cunt, mm-hmm. and I just straight up like socked him, and I knocked him back a couple of feet, and then I mm-hmm. ran. And guess what? By the time I he got me before I was in my room, like he and is, you wailed on him, and he still got you. Yeah, like men are physically more dominating. Period. That's how they're built. So. If you have someone who is mentally ill and is a rapist mm-hmm. and looks like everyone else, mm-hmm. like everyone thought Ted Bundy was like the hottest shit alive. Ugh. 70s hot. No <laughs> thanks. No thanks today. Ted, Ted Bundy could not fly. <laughs> no. I mean, unless he was Zac, Zac Efron's Ted Bundy. And then we're like, okay. Which is exactly why I thought that was genius casting because Zac yeah, Efron no, is a, a beautiful so boy. And I can totally mm-hmm. see why women in the 70s were like, oh, Ted Bundy, he's so oh, smart. Ted Bundy, yes, yes. Um, gross. So, yeah, let's talk about victim blaming. This is a horrid thing, and it constantly goes on. And I'm definitely in the arena of keeping yourself safe and not going into sketchy situations because, duh. But what a person is wearing and how big of a hoe they are doesn't mean they deserved to be raped. The size of their body, the shape of their body, the clothes that they're wearing, the Mm -hmm. language they're using, the tone that they're using, the way they do their makeup, the way they don't do their makeup, the the place they're in, the location, the time of day they're out. None of that. The the amount of drinks they've had. Right. Right. Well, and like if you guys haven't watched it, you should watch Promising Young Woman. Oh, my God. Please watch Promising Young Woman. I made Kendra watch it. <laughs> I made she made me watch it. Then I made other people watch it. Well, I tried to get my brother to watch it. And he's like, I don't want to hear about how sh- like crappy men are. And I'm like, that's not the point. That Zach. is not the point. I, there's victims across the board. Even not saying something ten years later, mm-hmm. like how Bo Burnham didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's on mm-hmm. you for life, man. And this is why we're having this podcast. This is why we're having this conversation. I want more people to talk about rape culture. I know it's an uncomfortable conversation. I've been uncomfortable this whole entire time. Yep. I've been wondering, (laughs) like, when am I going to say the first bad thing 
You know what I mean? Like that somebody's going to come at me for. Yeah. Like I, but I'm fully expecting are, to be added at this. You know? These are hard conversations they're and they're so never hard. going to be right. But we have to start having them because the culture needs to change. Right. Um, let's talk about false rape claims and what they do to actual victims. Okay. Um, we kind of hit on this, but thanks to the Becky story, I've just straight up been fired up. Yeah. And I talked to my friend who we talked about the 13 year old who got, you know, groomed by the rapist wow and i talked to the 60 year old who just got raped last year and i talked to you know like my friend who got raped by her ex-husband you know i mean i talked i talked to people about it and they're like get her Mm -hmm. fucking get her destroy her because (laughs) you're taking credibility away from these atrocious acts yeah and you are so like, why do you want that kind of power? Right. Why do you want to be like that? Why do you want to perpetuate this? Like, I, I just can't. <laughs> <sighs> so since rape is a psychological event, um, yeah. what do you, Can what I, do we, no, yeah, go up. Yeah. I want to just talk about the couple of the one story that I have today from the, from the girl. So she posts every from now what? and then, um, this girl my my friend girl um she actually fuck they're non-binary i have to remember that my non-binary friend was with me in choir in college in Mm. the institute choir so it's church related and she was dating this boy and they were like together the whole year and engaged well like I told you, you have, you have like three years to be in the choir and then you get kicked out for, you know, not marrying off fast enough. So right. this girl is raped by her boy, this person, fuck, this person is raped by their boyfriend. They go to the Institute teacher that directs this choir and they tell the director what happened the director told this person that they were at fault they kicked this person out of the choir early and told this person that it was more important for this abuser to be in the choir where he could have religious experiences to heal him and to rehabilitate him and essentially saying that he did not believe the victim at all. I have murder on my face right now and I'm just shaking my head. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So this man in power with the priesthood is prioritizing yet another abuser over the victim, Mm. taking away the joy that that person had. I'm sure the joy was gone anyway, going to choir every day and seeing them. But like, it really fucked this person up. I'm really sorry for misgendering them, but it really, it really fucked this person up. And it makes me so pissed that yet again, the abuser was prioritized because they are male. Here's a question. Um, do you think this is part of the reason why this person went, became non-binary? I know that this is part of the reason why this person likely identifies as asexual but i do not believe that this is the reason why this person identifies as non-binary okay i mean i've gone i've i've thought i was asexual for a really long time too 
Wow. Um, and I think it's just because of that weirdness. All my, I feel like all my original sexual experiences were just fucking weird. And now that I'm like branching out and like, you know, having whatever, I'm having more normal sexual experiences. Yeah, because patterns are set in your brain based Absolutely. on the first Absolutely. encounter. And if they're weird, then even if they're, excuse me, even if they're normal, healthy relationships, mm-hmm. it feels psychologically weird because it's different than the first time. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, like, okay. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Sex, man. Sex and rape. I honestly <laughs> hate that rape is the same physical act as sex i hate it yes i just fucking hate that it c- i couldn't can it be anything else take a pinky man <laughs> <laughs> it makes um, me sad so sorry that is a little bit of mormon culture and rape rape accusations no, i mean i feel like that's another one and they said that we can use their name okay ryan corbett okay fuck maybe i need to make sure that i can use his name because I texted him today to make sure that I could use him. And mm-hmm. then I just totally forgot. Can I use your name? Yes. And I don't care about my name being said. Okay. So. Hey, Ryan. Hey, Ryan. He wrote in and told us in um, a message mm-hmm. that he had a, um, a rapist. His rapist. Um, male or female? Male. Okay. Was it church related? I don't think so. This okay. person says that, um, so he was kind of baptized or like moving up in the church somehow. And when he tried to speak out about the sexual assault and abuse that was happening in his household, he, um, Ryan was told that, and sorry if I get this wrong, Ryan was told that we need to prioritize his healing and his rehabilitation and we don't need to destroy a good man on a good path. Wait, so it was abuse was happening in his house? Yeah, so I said um d- did the guy who abused you get any up any further in the ranks of Mormonism? He said no. He just used the conversion to make everyone applaud him. He was doing shit to his own daughter making me do shit with his daughter and then doing things to me. His wife quote, not parent of his older children unquote was against what he did, but did not report him. I'm assuming out of fear. He left town and then came back several years later before dying. Well, I'm glad he's dead. Yeah. Sorry that happened to you, Ryan. Yeah. And I'm sorry that there was no one there to help you. Right. He says lens pulled back. I think control and power um, I, cause I said, how do people justify the abhorrent behavior that they do? Lens pulled back, I think control and power. I really don't believe he was gay or anything like that. He was mm-hmm. a prisoner of war in Vietnam. And I think dominance gave him control and he hates knowing that much about him, but mm. it just fucking sucks. Uh, <laughs> once again, just prioritizing a man for his facade, I guess of, of a good path. I mean, I, yeah, I just feel like I'm not even surprised to hear, like, it's better for him to be in it within in the circle instead of out of it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, maybe motherfucker, maybe you should get pushed the fuck out of the circle because we don't want your kind around here. 
Right. We don't want you fucking molesting babies and, you know, fucking with people and how, you know, Christ. Yeah. And I think it's very, I think it's very telling of this problem that I presented to you at the beginning. Mm-hmm. We know so many rape victims, but we're not saying the rapist names. Right. Because, but why is that? Why is that? Why can't we say their names? Does it count as slander? I think it counts as slander unless there's official charges. Fuck. Because I would really love to tell people. Well, I don't know. My brother was sexually assaulted in high school by two people his age. Mm -hmm. And we know people connected to those people. And I still have never talked to them about it. Right. Um, And my brother, who came out six years after the abuse happened, still is like suffering the consequences of that and mm-hmm. like i feel socially re- a little bit responsible not socially responsible but a little bit responsible because i was always there to protect him and i w- i couldn't have been how could you have been in the boys right. locker room protecting him right you couldn't ha- it's irrational but it still just makes me sick that people would do that well and that's an interesting thing too is because i know one of the boys um who did it Mm-hmm. And we hung out, and then I was very recently, I mean, very quickly after that, saw you or something. And right, because you, you were like, me, I have so many things. And I'm like, y- you told me so many names that day. And I was like, that name actually triggers me. Sorry. And then you're like, well, I've been dating this guy. And I was like, actually, that name actually triggers me. <laughs> no, we weren't dating. We were just going to, we were just hanging out. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, I confronted him about it, and he totally denied it and then we haven't talked since so really what does that tell you really yeah what do you think what do you think goes on in his head because like i'm obviously believing my brother yeah i believe your because brother he too. said that he um he was doing something and he came across somebody whose truck was like things were falling off the back and so he made him aware of it and when the guy rolled down his window it was his rapist mm. and he was filled with terror instantly yeah and he was just like i just wanted to let you know that something is falling off the back of your truck let me help you so he comes out and he's like um he still helped him on a sweetie well he's a good dude yeah he said hey i uh wanted to apologize Oh, he did apologize. And, and uh, talk to you and, and tell you that I've been thinking a lot about the shit I did. And I Wait, was it to... the one that I was hanging out with or no, was it a different one? Okay. the other one. Okay. And um, wanted to be accountable and, Good. you know, apologize officially and tell you that I'm really sorry about the shit I did to you. And uh, he, my brother said that was really healing for him. Good. And... Uh, yeah, it would just be really fucking great if people could just be like, yeah, I did do that. Well, and honestly, when I was when I told my quote unquote rape story, which I, I don't even classify it as a even though it was clearly a rape. <laughs> uh, I he and I have since talked and I was just like, look, man, that wasn't cool. Um, I've been pissed off at you about it for about a year. Mm-hmm. We have since we have since had consensual sex. Mm-hmm. But like having the conversation where you're like this has been weighing on me i know you know there's weirdness between me you and i like he was happy to have the conversation too so it's like yeah if people were just like you're allowed to fuck up right as long as you're not doing this as a pattern of behavior right 
that's really my thing. Because, like, I'm like, okay, as far as, I don't know who the ringleader was with your brother's attack. Right. I don't know what was going on at their house. Right. I don't know. I think, I think the one that I was hanging out with just kind of got caught up in it. That's what I think happened. But maybe that's just me going easy on him. I don't know. Sure. Um, you don't, it's just, we just do not We know. don't know. We don't know. Yeah. We never will. You know, I think you're a totally different person when you're a teenager than when you're an adult. Absolutely. But sure, Josh deserves some recognition, you know, and I bet it was very healing for his aggressor to be able to be like, hey, man, sorry that I did that to you. Yeah. And it Which makes me think if, that if, if the other person would do that mm-hmm. healing, like if if the person who said that you were r- rapey in the beginning of, of that Baltimore story, mm-hmm. that would be healing for the both of you to be like, and eh, this is what was really going on. And like, I'm being accountable well, for right. my actual feelings or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and uh, he and I talked and stuff after that. And like, we did a show together and a comedy show here in town and like eventually we faded away but it was just like i i really wish i would have had the nuts to just be like hey what happened that night can i talk to you about it you know can i clear the air but i was you know just i just barely lost my virginity i didn't know sure you know shit from shit right i hope maybe one day he might hear this (laughs) you know give me a call we were both very unkind to each other so i don't know whatever it just sounds like i'm giving myself excuses i'm gonna stop i don't know i don't know i would i would really like to know one time i was a little pushy on a date about making out and then people heard that i was being a hoe and i was like i wasn't i just thought that we should make out like he's been giving me signs too like whatever why shouldn't we make out (laughs) what well, but no, no, why shouldn't we? But I also think, again, these are all characters that were right. raised in Mormonism. Even, right, the, right, even, right. The, even the Baltimore guy, he's from here. He just was right. in D.C. doing business. Right. I think one of the things that I would like for my abuser to do mm-hmm. is um, stop denying it. Right. I can't prove anything and mm-hmm. I can't press charges. But my dad thinks that the reason why he's never going to admit it is because I still can, according to statute of limitations in Florida. It's, oh, okay, in Florida. But... um. Uh, it would be really fucking helpful if he just said, yeah, yeah, but are, I you did looking, do that. are you looking to press charges? No. Like as far as like my dad's concerned with that whole situation, I, I don't know. I think he might actually come clean. I think he was on PCP and meth. So mm-hmm. he doesn't, he honestly doesn't remember it. Right. Which is very frustrating, but it's just like. Maybe we could sit down and have a conversation about it, Dad. Like, that's all I'm asking, you know? Right, like, because if my abuser was able to come out and say yes, then my brother wouldn't be like... I right, mean, it would just causing, be... It it's would, causing strife between you and your... Yes. You and your brother, And his right? kids would be more protected. You know what I mean? Right, right. Because I don't know what the point is of actually being a, a child sexual abuser and wanting to hang out with kids if that's not your next motive, right? You know what I mean? Well, we did have know. that. I mean, Zach asked that question because he was like, oh, why would you let dad around the kids? I had that question. Mm-hmm. Looking at it with the lens pulled back, it's because he was on PCP and fucking meth that day. I don't think we ever had inappropriate times with him after that. It was a one day isolated incident. And I think my sister recognizes that. Maybe she believes he's re- rehabilitated. Hmm. Like, but again, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I had... <laughs> kids if i'd want them or if i would want them around him just i mean not alone anyway right because my kid is my priority 
Right. I was talking to this, um, my friend today about protecting my child from predators. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've talked about this before, but one of my half brothers uh, was convict, um, served time for and has like a felony charge on his record for possession of child pornography, mm-hmm. which I don't call it pornography. I say video and photographic evidence of child abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, so he served time and has a felony for it. But then his brother came forward and said it was me the whole time. Not sorry to say, but those two people are never going to be around my kid ever. Right. I mean, the purpose of that is guess whose fault it is. If my child finds out that her quote uncles, because they're quote family Mm -hmm. were able to hang out with her. Mm-hmm. That's on my head because yep. my job is to put her first. Right. And I do not feel bad for putting a hard boundary for the rest of my life in the fact that those two will never be in contact with my child. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Like, it's like, yeah, no, I'm with you. I think that's the right choice. I, I hate these predators. Like, uh, here's another male rape story. So one of my buddies, he's a comic in LA. Um, he was hammered one night and fucking Bill Withers' son. You know, Bill Withers ain't no sunshine when she's gone. Oh, no you know way. That guy? So his son. Yeah, his son's at this bar. And my friend, he's fucked up, right? Mm-hmm. And he thinks it's just two dudes, right? And he's like, hey, man, let me give you a ride home. And he's like, okay, yeah, sure. So he doesn't take him home. He takes him to his house. <gasps> And kept, like, feeding him drinks. <laughs> and he kept, like, trying. He was like, I was trying to leave. He's like, he wouldn't let me leave. And he, like, he, like, fucking held him down and made him do sh- sex shit. <laughs> and he was fucked up on that for a really long time. He's still not doing great. I mean, he's doing so much better. He's doing so much better. But it's still there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like... He was like, the whole entire thing was such a weird situation. Because he's like, A, didn't think it was that kind of situation. I thought I was just getting a ride home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then I think there might be that celebrity to it. You know, Bill Withers' kid. Right. Because you think you're just going to be okay when you're with a celebrity, I guess. Maybe that's maybe that's the big celebrity thing, right? Right. Like that girl but, with Louis C.K. Yeah, I mean, I guess. But, like, I think they did a set together or something. So, like, they were working together. Right. I don't know. I don't, I don't know the whole fucking story. We're not going over that again. (laughs) (laughs) But he was reclusive and had to go to therapy and was real. Like, I don't think he did comedy for a while. And that's like his, he loves stand up. Like that's his thing. And it's just like, we need to figure this out as a society because it's just, it's ridiculous. It's affecting people. I don't think Bill Withers' son feels good about himself you know why should he i know um i know i found out about my brother's sexual assault years later Mm -hmm. but i know exactly when it happened because he changed he changed yeah and it um it hurt me so badly because he changed so angrily Mm -hmm. and um i actually had dreams that um two of the popular boys this was a really 
truly effective dream. It still haunts me to this day that um, I was having a party at my house and two of the popular boys in my grade left and murdered my brother Mm. and then came back to the party and was bragging about it. And so I feel like without even knowing what happened, Mm -hmm. I knew what happened. Right. Because those boys were cordial to my face still, you know, those actual boys. Right. Well, and I mean, and it's like that one of them that I was hanging out with, we were like cool. And it seemed like it was like, might be going somewhere, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And then I was just like, I couldn't not ask. Like, I'm like, I can't continue this. I have to know. And then he was just like, nope, don't know. I don't don't even know who that is. Like, uh, nope, I don't know. And I was just like, okay, well, (laughs) (laughs) and then I didn't hear from him. I haven't heard from him since. Mm Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's an admission of guilt. Sorry, bud. But I think it is. And I think you should address it because I don't think Josh is coming after you. I think it would be good for you both to discuss. Yeah. It just sucks that you like so many of these guys change so much mm-hmm. and it's detrimental to them for a very long time. Right. Well, and I hate also, too, that there's like rapists walking amongst us. Mm-hmm. There's a guy from South Severe. Um, Type who, his name. I totally who, know him. Who raped my brother's girlfriend. Um, she didn't really? turn him in. Yeah. They were all like uh, camping. Please send me his name. I'm sending it right now. Okay. Um, they were. Oh all, my God. Yeah. They were all camping. Um, and I guess he like raped her. And I think it was kind of violent. It was kind of a violent rape. And um, she didn't turn him in. And then he hangs out in Pingwich, too. And I think he did it to someone else. And I was at the pizza parlor getting pizza one day, and he was there. And he was like, hey, Bobby, what's up? And I'm like, don't you fucking talk to me. I'm like, don't. I'm like, you know what you did. And he's like, what? And I'm like, do you want me to to tell everyone here what what you are? Yeah. I'm like, do you want me to? And he's like, geez, calm down. And, like, my cousin Donnie was there. Calm down. He was, like, he's in his 50s, but he's, like, a big boy. And he was, like, saw that I was pissed. He didn't know what was going on, but he was ready to, like, step in. So this kid, like, was like, oh, calm down, calm down. And I'm like, don't ever speak to me again and know that I got my fucking eye on you. And he was just like, shit. And it's like, mm-hmm. I don't I don't, I don't, don't fuck around with this. Mm-hmm. This is why this episode's important to me. Because mm-hmm. it's raping someone is fucking disgusting (laughs) stop it but on the same thing on the same token like these guys who are just straight up brutal rapists like this guy fuck yeah Yeah. and then there's the other side of the coin where it's like oh i took it too far (laughs) so since rape is a psychological event what do we call a situation where a non-rapist goes too far and only finds out after the fact that it wasn't cool someone with regret or what i feel like there has to be like more more descriptive mm-hmm. or a- appropriately termed terms right like is this like a two strikes you're out system because let me tell you it only took one time of being told i was aggressive to, for me never to be like aggressive again sure to be like okay well i never want to be here again because that doesn't feel good it feels like no nope. yep hmm I mean, we just need to start working on uh, parameters and outline what it is and isn't okay and inform ourselves and our children so we don't violate each other, right? 
I also think part of the culture that needs to change is the way we talk about rape and um, instead of putting so much of the story on the victim Mm -hmm. to appropriately, um, I guess, put the... uh, put the responsibility back on the men because it's saying like like 91 percent of rape victims are female Mm -hmm. that's a statistic that focuses on the female instead of saying like you said i'm reading bobby's homework here bobby is finding this source for me 99 percent of rapists are men yeah so like that puts the responsibility on the appropriate party for the rape instead of talking about the victims. I think that has to be a part of the huge culture shift. So we need to put the responsibility back on the people who are doing the abusive stuff. By the way, all of our statistics and stuff I got off legaljobs.io. So thank you. Um, Do you think that's an accurate statistic though? I mean, somebody else did the data work for me. I, I have to trust the data scientists. Well, no, but this is this what thing. I'm saying is because I don't think men report their rapes. I think men get raped more than we think. Absolutely, they do. But who are they getting raped by? Women and men. Yes. But mostly yes. men, obviously. I wonder what that is. What do you think that is? Do you think that's just like a masculine need to dominate? It is an absolute um, expression of power. Well, does it, uh, does, it do with, does it also do with culture though too? Because it's like, okay, we're going to talk about my grandparents. Okay. This is what, this is a textbook rape culture in my opinion. Okay. All right. So my grandparents got knocked up with my mom before they were married and this is 1959. So like Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. So my dad or my, not my dad, my grandpa told my grandma that he was having sex after they got married. He was having sex every day, whether she was there or not was up to her. Hmm. So, I feel like he's giving her an option. We're having sex every day, or I'm cheating on you. Your choice. Are those choices? Nah. No. <laughs> no. So, as a result, my grandparents have been having sex daily my whole life. My mom's whole life. Wow. I don't know. That does not sound... Because, like, he's he's threatening infidelity. Right. Because he's saying, I will be having sex. Hmm. Like, if you're not going to give it up, I'll find someone who will. Do you want to be, do you want to just get it over with in the morning? Or do you want me to have a mistress? Wow. Which is just, like, a, such a 1960s man m- mindset, right? <sighs> that was really great. Sorry but, that that was right in the microphone. But <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Was that a burp? No, that was me, like, gagging at the culture (laughs) of this whole thing. Um, Yeah, so it's just like, but I also think about, like, you know, I bring up Mad Men every episode, but, like, women are objects. Mm -hmm. Even, like, the thing Bryce posted today where he's, like, uh, like, it was, it was, like, a body positive bigger girl thing. And he's, like, why is this okay? You're promoting obesity and laziness and blah, And it's, like, because we want you to quit. Just leave our bodies alone. I think that's the point. Mm -hmm. Just leave our bodies alone. They're ours. Can I tell you something about Lizzo? Yeah. She works out every day. I know she does. And she's And it's nobody's fucking business. Right. 
and people still are like, she's fat and lazy. She's, she's not. She's running circles around you, bro. <laughs> circles around your Jeep, bro. Yeah, no shit, huh? And it's just like, get fucked. I can't, like, I'm just so over what a woman, like, what a woman is, her value, and also devaluing her by raping yep. her. Right. Like, and then we have, you know, women who we buy into this bullshit. Like, my friend who fucking got married after her, she fucking got raped. Like, seriously? Yeah. But yeah. it's like, I'm not surprised. I don't know. What about fucking Texas today where they're like, you have six weeks. This is not the, this is not the topic. It you is, have six, This is rape culture. You have six weeks to abort the baby. Do you know how many weeks that is? That's two weeks after you find out you're pregnant. After because it's two period. weeks after your yeah. missed period. So you have two weeks to decide. And then also there's no exceptions in, in case of incest or rape. That's right. prioritizing rape, like you said. Right. Then the guy says, well, we need to get rid of rapists. He's like, this is how we're getting rid of rapists. It's like, no, it's not. Not no. even a little bit. <laughs> the nope. blindness. The fucking blindness. Well, let's be that, real. I, bet he, I bet he has raped a woman in his lifetime. I feel like all this legislation is the men who are making the legislation not being able to take a cold, hard look in the mirror and being like, I did some shitty stuff. Like that fucking Brent Kavanaugh. Like, how the hell is he a justice? Be- mm, because the man in power at the time was a fucking shitty human being and uh, was able to, in his one term, failed term, Mm-hmm. Not like three. three justices in, Jesus. even in the final hours of know, his fucking presidency. Which, by well, the way, Democrats need to nut up. I'm so tired of them being like, "All right, let's play fair." The Republicans don't do it. Nut up, because we were like, "Okay, you're right. It's the last months of Obama's administration. Let's not do a, a fucking justice. Right. We should have. We should have like a, suck a, a dick. twice impeached president get." This is not a political podcast. This is not a political podcast. I mean, but like this is, it, it has unfortunately become political because we, the government is waging war on my body. Yes. And I've, and had, I've had so many, I've had so many men be like, as soon as that happens, I'll stand up. My brother being one of them. Are you standing nope. up right now, Zach? No. Nope. Are you protesting in Texas? What are you doing? Like, at what point does it become your fight? It needs to be. Men need to be more feminists because it's nothing against them. It's everything to do with the people that are Honestly, people. raping and not being a feminist is such small dick energy. I can't. Like, ugh. Turn the page. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so 40% of women and 20% of men have experienced sexual violence. However, less than 20% of rapes are reported. Um... A quarter wow. of rape males are under the age of 10. Let's discuss sexual assault in the military and male jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jordan is on Sunday Night Fireside tomorrow. Um, and his mom was a... She had a masculine job. She was a diesel mechanic. Mm-hmm. And I remember the stories that I would hear about her from the women in the ward. That were so shaming of her. And that she must be a hoe because she's working with men. 
And then Jordan straight up was like, my mom put up with so much fucking bullshit. It makes me so mad. Because I feel like women are the big perpetuators of rape culture. Like, it's like, well, what were you doing? Why were you there? Yeah. If anyone hates women, it's women. Absolutely. Like, oh, my God. Um, Jenica was telling her story uh-huh. about how she... I told you this. Anyway. And Someone's how... Like, a weaker woman yeah, would have... A weaker woman would have given up by now. <laughs> And all I did was just kind of touch that woman's remind her and be like, "Don't shoulder. put women down." Yeah, yeah. We win. We win when we all win. Mm-hmm. And please don't call women who leave weak because right. it takes a lot of strength. I got a barrage of texts about I don't see how you need to gang up on her for just saying what she feels. From her. I just oh, somebody, <laughs> some cunt, <laughs> some else, somebody else who nobody <laughs> likes. Me putting down another woman. Here we are. Um, <laughs> it just got. It's like I remember on the uh, confidence episode we called some bitch fat, and I was like, "Well, that's kind of anti-message, but whatever. We're doing it." <laughs> it just gets annoying when, like, in the moment that I'm like, "Hey, just so you know, words matter." Then this well, other like, woman I'm gonna comes fight in fire like, with fire too. Like, if if someone who thinks being fat's the worst thing on the planet, I'm probably gonna call them fat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not being mad at you. <laughs> I am being mad at this woman who is like, words don't matter. And I'm like, yes, they do. Yeah, they do. Like, can we please just be on the same team? Can we be on the same team? No. No. Not yet. <laughs> I actually, I'm really proud of women right now. We're, what is this, fourth wave fa- wave feminism? Is that what Brooke yes. called it? Yes. Thanks, Brooke. Um, because I feel like we are having conversations that I wouldn't even have dreamed that we'd be, you know, I wouldn't have ever right. dreamed that we would have had Brooke Burroughs on our freaking podcast. Right. You know, because I just didn't that, think that women were talking like that. I didn't think she was who she was. Right. Like, opening up, talking, speaking words, writing words, that's actually really important. And yeah. I know that this t- topic is long from over. <laughs> we might get the most ads on this one, too, because maybe I wasn't sensitive enough. Why not fucking add us, finally? Like, just... <laughs> We have a top of the hour repentance process. Like, get at right. us if you need. If you have a problem, just talk to us about it. We want to learn. Well, and one of the big things I think with our culture is, you know, and I think hopefully it'll go away with the boomer culture is people can't admit when they're wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm. F- I want to know. I want to know if I hurt you. I want to know so I can like either be like, eh, or be like, oh, I'm sorry, I did that. You know what I mean? Uh huh. <laughs> so I can yeah. search, ponder, and pray myself. Yes. Figure, figure out what's out. going on. Yeah. Do you have any final thoughts? My final thoughts are. Don't be a Becky. Yeah. Don't do that. Mm-mm. Um, men need to step up and advocate for women. Absolutely. And if you see a woman in a sketchy situation, like at Crucial Fest again, we saw this girl. Too drunk. And this guy was all over her. And I said, Cassidy, go grab her right now. Mm-hmm. And he, the guy I was friends with, the guy that we were talking to, and I was like, call your boy off that girl right now. Mm-hmm. Like, stop it. Mm-hmm. And, like, one of my buddies, Scott, like, <laughs> I love him for this. One time a guy grabbed a girl's ass at a show, and we were mm-hmm. walking out. And we were, like, almost at the car. And she's like, yeah, this guy grabbed my ass. And he's like, who was it? And she's like, oh, it doesn't matter. And he goes, yeah, it does. 
we walked back into the venue and he made the guy apologize. Good. I'm like, fuck yeah. That's how that's how men should act. Not enough men stand up when they should, like, and say, let's not talk that way. But also, like, there is a point where you do not have to do it. Because not everybody has the wit to recognize what's going on right then right. and stand up. But you do have an opportunity later when you're talking to that same buddy to mm-hmm. say, Hey man, something cool. Yeah. Yeah. X, Y, Z really made me uncomfortable. And I just wanted to let you know that you're coming across. Yes. Do you want to correct that behavior? Yes, absolutely. And again, you know, when my friend said I was aggressive, I think that's, I hope, I think that's what he was doing. Props to you still. Thanks for doing that. But like, I, yeah, you got to have good people in your life. It's okay to mess up. Mm -hmm. Don't make it a habit. Don't violate people for Christ's sake. Please do not violate. Like, and it's such, it's such a shame too, because I feel like we've got to a point where we're so clammed up that like no one wants to be aggressive in any way that we're missing out on good things. Like paying someone a compliment. Mm -hmm. Like I work with this girl and she dresses so badass. Mm -hmm. And every time I see her, I'm like, girl, is that some Louis Vuitton's on your feet? And she's like, Oh my God, I love that. You know that. And it's like, of course as girlfriends, we can do that. Right. But like, Telling a guy like, "Oh my God, you look so handsome today," and get right. an a not ex- getting anything out of that, expecting like having an expectation on either side, just being like, "Hey man, you look good today." We're missing out <laughs> yeah. because we've objectified and oversexualized and gotten creepy. Yeah. So we need to come back. We need yeah. to we or c- go to a different place. Maybe not come back. We need to go to a different location and start anew and start being kind to each other and not objectifying and not going in for the power play my body is mine their body is theirs consent one of the biggest reasons why i was like so scared to come out is because i didn't want like my i really love to gas people up i'm always going to give you a compliment Mm -hmm. and it's never going to be come from anything other than just gassing you up and making you feel like the million bucks that you are I really hesitated to come out because I didn't want people to perceive that I was hitting on them. Mm. And just, I really just love people. I want you to be cool and like love who you are and just like know that you're the badassest person in the world. Yeah. Right. But it could become as it could come off as predatory. Well, right. But I also think that's where contact, contact, context and intention comes into play. Right. I see. Yeah. Like I, Again, it's gassing people up. I love to gas people up. And as a manager, when I was managing a restaurant and you have to go out, you're on as a, as a server and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's a huge part of the job because <laughs> it's like my staff's happy. They all feel good about themselves, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also like I also wasn't like, hey, come here. You know, <laughs> I wasn't like, hey, hey. I mean, look, your Louboutins. <laughs> Is that too predatory? Yeah. Yeah, it's a little too predatory. Um, But anyway, I guess that's it for now. I guess so. I guess we say these things. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Is This the Place podcast is written, recorded, and edited at Titan Tower Studios. Our theme song is by Bobby, and our cover art is by Jessica Sanchez. This is our story as we see it. We believe it to be true as far as it is translated correctly. 
If you liked the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. We have dedicated a lot of our time and talents, and we really appreciate your support. Maybe this isn't the place, but you are definitely the people making this possible. Thank you.